Okay, shall we go live? First ever live stream of an episode. That's so nice. So. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Darren is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Okay, guys, welcome to the 101th episode, Spectacular, uh, our special episode. Uh, we're going live, so I don't know, I guess we're going to go through our usual intro and then we'll kind of do some just babbling about some logistics and stuff like that, some questions people sent in, and then we'll tune in with Red and a few people. I think that sounds good. So with me as always... The great Grand Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Thanks, buddy. Use my favorite word. I figured why not. <sighs> yeah, we both seem a little nervous here. Oh, I'm doing good. It's a full moon. Beautiful full moon. Good energy. And uh, I was really, really looking forward to this episode and not having the stress of having a guest. And then it became like today. I was, the stress became, of a full became, live stream. It didn't yeah. really become a full live stream until like today. Yeah. This afternoon, it kind of got decided on. So. Right. Well, what, what, there's not really much of a difference, really, right? You're just... Not you're just, for you. Not for me, but for you there <laughs> for is. Why? Because you have everything pre-set up and... Yeah, I had to get everything set up and now I have to worry about it all. And, well, don't worry. It'll okay. be fine. Yeah. Okay. You I'm never worry anyways. Jeez. So, yeah, where do you want to start? We got... Uh, I wanted to kind of do like a normal, normal-ish intro before we get into everything. Sure. Yeah. How would a normal intro go? I don't know, feedback and stuff Did you like do anything that? cool lately? Any fucking... Anything cool Awakening personally? Or no. Deprivation tanks? No, I went for a massage no. last week. Yeah, how was that? It was good. Yeah, good. Yeah. You want to tell us more? What? Are you still hung up on the dude thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. 
I'll never go back to a chick massage except my wife. But no, the guy can grind it in there better, bud. Really? Eh? Get, get my money's worth. Wow. I'm not adverse to it. The last one I had was from a dude, but I uh, prefer the the female variety. It's more pokey. No, it doesn't have to be. Not if you get somebody that's good. I prefer my massages with energy uh, healing too. Like when uh, when you have massages from people that do Reiki and stuff as well, you notice a big difference. Like they're actually in the room, like with you, aware, paying attention to you, instead of just like off in La La Land. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> Been Reiki on anyone lately? <clears throat> just my cat. Grab the Reikist. Just likes it. No, I'm just kidding. Is that the wrong way to do it? Do you want to get the UFO quote out of the way? Sure. Not like every, not like I ever want to get this out of the way, but yeah, today, today it's appropriate. So I don't know whether this story has ever been told or not. They weren't called UFOs. They were called enemy helicopters and they were only seen at night and they were only seen in certain places. They were seen up around the DMZ in the early summer of 68 and this resulted in quite a little battle. And in the course of this, an Australian destroyer took a hit and we never found any enemy. We only found ourselves when this had all, what does it say? When this had all been sorted out. And this caused some shooting there and there was an enemy. There was no enemy at all involved, but we always reacted, always after dark. The same thing happened at Pliku at the Highlands in 69. And that's from the USAF. United States Air Force Chief of Staff General George S. Brown. And that's from a DOD transcript of press conference in Illinois on October 16th, 1973. You know what? Since it's uh, spectacular, I'd like to hear another. Okay. (laughs) uh, I've got this one right there from... uh, from Bill Clinton, but I don't want to. I'd be forced to do his accent, and I just don't want to try doing his accent. All right. So, uh, as a member of the House Committee on Science and Astronautics, I, of course, have had contact with high Air Force officers and have had the opportunity to hear their comments on and off the record on the subject of unidentified flying objects. Despite being confronted with seemingly unpeachable evidence that such phenomena exist. These officers give little credence to the many reports on the matter. When pressed on specific details, the experts refuse to answer on grounds that they are involved in the nation's security and cannot be discussed publicly. I will continue to seek a definite answer to this most important question. That's from Congressman Joseph E. Carth, August 24th, 1960. A couple good ones there, everybody. Yeah, nice ones. Too bad, but I don't think that's the 100th UFO quote. I wonder when that comes No, it's more, when, there's more. I wonder when... Oh, no, there might not be, yeah. When did we start the UFO uh, quote thing? Uh, uh, in um, November 2012. So six months in. Yeah. And there's been a few double-ups per... Or like on Speak some episodes. Some much. episodes there's a few double-ups, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Somewhere. We'll just call it 100, too. So I got some glasses here. Oh, look at this. Nice. Champagne. I got some Pellegrino sparkling water for Graham. Oh, nice. For people that don't partake in alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I thought of you. Thanks, buddy. How do you open this fucking thing? Holy fuck. 
That was that pretty, really happened. I thought it was barbecue sauce. Oh, and it didn't even shoot all over the place. That would have been crazy. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. All over your phone and your soundboard. So did you ever think we'd make it this far, Darren, or what? 100 and, uh, 101? N- probably, honestly, no. What do you think, Graham? Uh, I don't know. I don't even think I really thought that far ahead, to be honest with you. No. I think Just sort I of always, took it for yeah. what it was at the time. I think I always hoped we did, would, but I don't think, I don't, we, I, for one, I don't think we thought that far ahead, but I think in the beginning, I mean, we both kind of expected it to be a thing we tried and... Yeah, a pretty serious effort and all that, right? And But I don't know if we figured it'd be something that stuck around. No, it's kind of gone past uh, my expectations, really. The feedback that we've gotten from all our mm-hmm. listeners has been great, and the guests have been fantastic, and it's been really educational. It's been awesome. Yeah, I've been amazed at how easy it has been for you guys to maintain, to keep getting guests and everything. Yeah, now it's, now it's the now opposite. It kinda now builds it's, now it's, it's overwhelming, and it's hard to choose. Yeah, we got... We have too many, uh, too many topics and too many guests. She's going to come to down. Her. I text her. If you can hear me, babe, come down because mm-hmm. we're going to drink the champagne pretty quick here. We can pass them out now anyway. Joey? Cheers. So first it's mushrooms, uh, the mushroom episode. Now it's the champagne episode. That's right. Yeah, and the sparkling water. The mushrooms were like the what? What episode was that? Thirtieth anniversary or thirtieth episode? Yeah, something like that. Eh? Spectacular. Okay. When did we eat the mushrooms? I'm trying to think. I want to say it was in October of whatever year it was, 2013. Yeah, no, it was like yeah, it was like it was a couple days after Halloween or something, wasn't it? Lisa's birthday. Oh. So I think it was like September 30th, 20... Oh, September. Not, oh, September. It wouldn't have been 2012, though. It would have been 2013. Yeah, yeah, 2013 for sure. So that would have been... When did the podcast start? 2013. Yeah, May of that So year, we weren't even it? six months in. That's crazy to me. We, we call it June 1st, our official start. So we got everyone here. We got my sister, my wife, Joey, Graham. Everyone's got Graham. champagne or sparkling water. Graham. <laughs> Ouch. And cheers to everybody out there. Perfect. All right. Thanks, buddy. No problem. So uh, I can start with a little bit of feedback, too. Feedback? Yeah. Of what variety? Well, we read uh, Brandon's uh, email on the show right he says uh, just heard the latest episode thank you for sharing my story story with your audience my wife thanks you as well i believe that in some way it's proof that there is a way more to this existence than bags of meat competing for resources i thoroughly enjoyed your delivery and your ideas about the dream i will rock that 9.5 with pride keep up the good fight brother that was about uh the dream when his, his ex-wife uh OD'd on heroin and he got bit by the snake at the same time oh yeah yeah fuck you know i was actually uh, not to make light of the situation in any way, uh, but I got, uh, where the fuck is it here? On the YouTube channel, someone chatted uh, at 2240. He's like, right after he says, I felt it, press your cursor on the 2330 button on the timestamp, 
which basically cuts right into the beginning of... So if you do it, it was pretty funny. Anyway. I, don't, I don't understand. I'll show you. I'll show you after. Okay. It's just a funny little thing. Okay. It took me a bit to figure out what he was talking about, too. It's a little code that people might pick up. They might not. Oh, okay. YouTube code. Ah, oh, I see. So speaking of that Cody type stuff, <laughs> this is uh, this is from, it's Graham from Twitter. I like how he says Graham from Twitter, like. Maybe you have more Grams following him than, I don't know. Graham Gainsford? But he says he's recorded you saying Grimerica Resource in reverse, and there's a lot more to hear in that episode. Did he send you the file? Like the guy you interviewed saying Home on Earth about three times. Didn't he send you a music file? Yeah, yeah I forwarded it to you. <laughs> to me? Yeah. Do you want to try and dig that up and we'll play it later maybe or something? Or? Keep talking. So uh, he defiantly, I think he meant definitely get the feeling that Carl Sagan had some kind of message in reverse mode, some kind of warning against Islam, but I can't locate, you can't isolate the words they form, but are gone before I know what they are. Crazy section. Anyways, he's saying, uh, he does clearly say grow up two times. And if you had a clip of your own laugh, Graham backwards, it's pretty funny, dude. Well, I'm going to play this. Anyways, he says, uh, main point time. He says, to find an example of Darren mentioning a show he is talking on in reverse is proof that this is way, way more than a coincidence, and there really is something to it. Really, really. What other phenomena... My mic's just going out there. Can you hear it? Keep what other phenomena has used one of your guys as an example? Add to that, you found me, and I didn't know your show until someone, I presume, Darren tweeted me. My conclusion... <laughs> my conclusion... I was meant to raise this with you. Also, you could get all the listeners to try and find examples themselves as time and attention span are two things that this dude is short on. So farewell and take care. Thanks, Graham. Here we go. I'm going to play it. Wait. Yeah, Grammarica the Source or Grammarica Resource? Definitely Grammarica in there. And that's me talking backwards. Yeah. I wonder if you slowed it down or something. Yeah, huh. maybe. Yeah, that's neat anyway. Yeah, interesting. I haven't heard anybody speak backwards till my, my, I heard uh, my Black Sabbath album in the 80s. Someone speaks, Black Sabbath speaks backwards? No, you know people used to play that, all that shit backwards. Oh, you, were, you weren't even... You don't say ham, you say spam. This is from uh, IMG Force in the United Kingdom. He says, uh, it's a podcast worth listening to. Imagine X-Files mixed with having a chat with your best mate down the pub. Many hours of content for you to escape your dull life. So get listening to Darren and Graham. So good, I used iTunes or whatever this is for the first time to write this review. Have you read that one before? No. No. You've just sent it to me a couple times. So. Okay. So uh, I also got one here from Sean uh, Carsonson. He says, uh, hey, Darren, I'm a new listener. First off, I'd like to say I'm really digging the show. I found your show because of my interest in Randall Carlson and his website promoting your last interview. I find both you and Graham are insightful and funny, and I really look forward to hearing more of you guys. The reason I'm writing this is because I heard on your last show that you recently quit smoking. I quit over a year ago after smoking for 20 years and used the e-cigarette route to kick the habit. 
I just wanted to say, keep it up. Quitting smoking was the hardest, but probably one of the best things I've done in my adult life. If the e-cigarette works for you, stay with it as long as it takes. I bought one of those e-cigarettes you can refill and buy different juices for. For me, that worked. Uh, for me, what worked was every couple of months, I drop down the nicotine level in the juice. I use this e-cig every once in a while. I still use the e-cig every once in a while, but now I use the juice with no nicotine. I know it's a bit like drinking decaf, but on a stressful day, it still helps while take it, with taking the edge off. Also, the legal weed down here in Washington helps too. <laughs> I bet. Just stick with it. It's a fucking tough habit to kick, but you'll be stronger, man, for having gone through it and come out the other side victorious. Best of luck, Sean. And I got to say, like, salute. That's uh, good advice. Yeah, I think thanks, that's what Sean. you're trying, wasn't it? Is to slowly windle yourself, wean yourself off the nicotine. That's a plan. Yeah, I agree. That was that was a hard thing to kick for me too, big time. I'm two weeks in. Yeah, good for you. Two weeks in, no puff? No puff. Right I'll on. puff on this thing quite a bit. Yeah. And you still got nicotine in there? Oh, yeah. You do realize it comes down to an addiction to nicotine in the end? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people try and, and uh, justify, like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a habit of, like, you know, using your, you know, doing something, right? The habit of actually smoking, you know? But it is actually, I believe it's kind of nicotine. And more more so than the think so? the physical action of smoking. Oh yeah, or like when people get in the car, they say, "Well, every time I get in the car, I want to light up a smoke." Or every time I drink, I want to light up a smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I can't see that being too big of an unbreakable habit. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, got some some feedback from Indigo Shade too. <laughs> what is going on? Are you done? We didn't record it. No. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing me. No, I'm not. <laughs> really? Really. So what do we do with a chat room full of people? Are you serious? You forgot the record button after all that? No, Mixer's recording it. You just upgraded Mixer, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So do we take a chance that we can actually scroungers up from Mixler? I don't know. That's taking a pretty big chance. Well, we did it before with five episodes. Well, of sounds last. like time for a first break. Really? I'm serious. How long have we been going? I was going to ask you, too. We've actually. only been going, like, what, five, ten minutes? No, it's been longer than that. Check. Why don't you check uh, Mixler's count, and then why don't we just keep going, and you can piece it together. Start recording now, and you can just piece that intro in. I've been in Mixer for 26 minutes, mine says. And that was a few minutes before we started. Like maybe five. So 20, it's at 2.33, so we've been in there for 27 minutes. Huh. That's a shame. So let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's carry on here. You can piece it in. If we lose the intro, we re-record it later. Okay, sure. All right? Okay. Or lose that portion of the intro. So, where was I? <laughs> and that's the kind of exclusive you only get in the chapter. <laughs> that's when Darren points at the screen and it's a blank screen and he looks at you like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, So, okay, I got to... 
Oh, I got some feedback from Indigo Shade. I've been meaning to uh, to read this for a while. He says, what a wonderful episode. He's hooked on our show now. He had written a reply. Oh, I hate it when this happens. But the page reset and he lost, so he's going to try it again. So he's like, after 40 minutes. Oh, that's frustrating. So anyways, uh, I think this is the one with Alex uh, Sakaris uh, from Skeptical. And he's saying, I have to listen to the rest with an open mind. And then only moments later, he ended talking about conspiracy stuff and being open to exploring what we understand. I've never listened to his podcast, but he he thinks he's going to give it a try. Anyways, very, very intriguing. So now I'll be watching the other episode that you have with him. So, or he'll be listening to it, obviously. He loves the stuff about crop circles. He likes how we discussed it uh, back and forth. And he says he stays away from the mainstream media, doesn't watch TV at all. And uh, it's mind warping in a way because of the use of negative, demeaning, abusive, blaming, shaming style. And it's used too much. So it's all about us versus them. I agree. Totally agree. Anyways, he says uh, he thinks podcasts are the way of the future. That's for sure. So thank you guys for bringing such a great content and being able to listen so well to people. This may be my third show, but I listen to and really enjoy it. So thanks a lot for your feedback. Just wanted to get that. In there. Yo, Darren. Bingo, bango. Yeah. I'm still a little shook up to not record. But like. <laughs> That's okay. It's all in our control. Mixler's got it. Mixler's got her back once again. Yeah. And Jorge. Yeah. But I don't think Jorge can help us if it never got recorded. <laughs> so what do you want to get into next? Synchro. Yeah. All right. I got one here. <laughs> I think uh, I want to talk about a little ripple stick one. These are these are small but goodies. So this guy Con, he's an old uh, he's an old listener of ours, very supportive guy. He says I used to post on a forum a few years ago, but life got busy. Old story, not enough hours in a day. So here we go. A few years later, right? This afternoon, for no reason I can think of, that old form came to mind. Three hours later, I got a fucking email from him. Those are like the simple ripple sticks I like, right? Oh, I got a good one that happened today. Okay. But I'm not going to say it yet. Why not? Because I'm going to wait until... Uh, Red? Red Pill Junkies until on? Until Jared's on later. Jared, Because okay. it, it involves Jared Drake. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was pretty spooky. Okay. So uh, this is from our buddy Ephraim Palermo. I can't rate my own, though, and you can't rate anything. Uh, I can rate it for Oh, you. come on. Then it's a 10. No, I'll Or will you be harsh? I'll be harsh. Will you be on extra you. harsh on me because yeah. it's me? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So Ephraim uh, sent his new book over. He's getting me to, to, to uh, read it. It's pretty cool. Graham Grimes? Yeah. <laughs> I, love how he, I love how he created some new characters in there. and Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, it's really good so far. I'm about halfway through. Anyways, he sent this in a, an email here. He says, good job getting to this point. Ephraim was our first uh, guest, actually. He says he has an interesting ta- type of synchronicity. A friend was telling how two people told her the same thing, but there was no way there could have been a connection. I told her a similar experience when I'm driving when the same random traffic situation repeats itself. The next day, it happened again. A guy cut across two lanes of traffic and through my turn lane. 
If I was going any faster, I would have hit him. An hour later, the same thing happened. Someone cut across two lanes into my turn lane. Anyways, made me wonder if other people have experienced that. Have a great show. That's from Buddy Ephraim. Thanks, Ephraim. Am I supposed to rate that? Nah. Okay, because I like Ephraim. <laughs> I don't want to rate that. I don't but, really get it. But you know that ripple stick one we talked about where the email came, right? Or it's you have a similar one, right? So I'll I'll save my thoughts till you talk about that later. Okay. All right. So I got one more here. Uh, hmm. All right. So this is from Nobody. This is his synchronicity. I hadn't heard from my friend since I was thirteen. He moved like three times, and I lost his number. I wanted to smoke a bowl with him for the first time, so I started searching his name online. The first result on Google was an older guy with my friend's name, but not him. His website was about his Armitage project or something. I don't remember exactly what it was about. Software development, maybe. I thought Armitage was an interesting word, so I Googled it. I saw a result for a Fallout 3 wiki, my favorite game at the time, so I clicked it. Oh, yeah, I thought to myself, that's the bodyguard's name from the Android Quest. I scrolled down the notes at the bottom of the wiki where I read about how some people speculate that Armitage, the bodyguard, is an android like the one you and I are looking for in the quest, and that his name may be a reference to an anime character, Armitage. The combination of looking for my friend and anime reminded me of a movie we watched together a decade earlier. We were about nine years old, my friend was at my house, and we were watching an anime movie on the sci-fi channel. I didn't know what it was called, my friend fell asleep, and so I did also. It seemed like a cool movie, so I was disappointed that I would never be able to figure out the name of it. I got goosebumps as I remembered the main character was struggling with the fact that she was an android, throwing herself off a skyscraper into an ocean. A powerful scene to a young mind. Had I really just found the name of the movie I watched with my friend while Googling, by Googling his name? I searched for the anime and found the video of it. It was the one we fell asleep watching. What the fuck? What are the odds that some guy with the same first, middle, last name as my friend would use such a random word? So in short, couldn't figure out name of a movie I watched with friend. Google friend's name 10 years later. Some random guy with the same name had a project name that intrigued me. The project name led me to a reference in my favorite game, revealing to me the name of the anime. And he hadn't heard from his friend. I'm adding this because I remember. And since he was 13. And it all started because he wanted to smoke a bowl with him. This has to be the most explicit example of synchronicity I've experienced Aside from the time I had a bunch of prophetic dreams a few years ago that totally shattered my materialistic understanding Shattled. of reality. Shattered. <laughs> but thanks. That's another story for another time. Darren, Darren's, Darren's thinking hard on this one. It's a pretty complex one. I like those. It's got multiple layers. Give me a recap. What? Recap, quick recap. What's the synchro here? He Google's thing, bang, bang, bang. Okay, I'll give it a 7.4. All right. Ish. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's probably better than that, but I'm a little disappointed in your rating. That I'm doing my job. (laughs) All right, so what do you want next, buddy? What do you got? Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, I got that big dream. You want to hear that big dream? Do I? It's going to be oh. hard to read, but it's that crazy one. I read it to you the other day. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. You got it all fucking figured out now? You can do it? Yeah, I think so. Why don't we do that? Then we'll go into a break. Yeah, I got something else to talk about lucid dreaming too quickly, and then we can do that. Why don't we? Okay. So we'll do a little dream segment here, and then we'll go into a break. Okay. All right. So this is the picture. This is from Jay Carlson. He says, this is this is the picture. Oh, he actually had a picture there. That's what he meant by that. So we had a photograph of him working uh, in New York State for the oil field, doing seismic survey. He had worked this field since 92. So bear with me. This is kind of a long one. It's pretty fucking harsh, though. First, let me explain. In 1987, my best friend and I were in a motorcycle accident. I was riding bitch and was catapulted through the air like 100 feet after a car backed out onto the road ahead of us. I broke my helmet in two pieces, sustained a basilar skull fracture, six-inch crack up the back of my skull, broke my neck when my chin bounced off my sternum, nine ribs, my left knee, and the first digit on my left foot, the big toe. I was close to death. I woke up from the coma, made it out of the hospital 28 days later. I skipped 10th grade and still graduated with my class in 1990. I'm sorry, wrong topic, but let me relate this crazy shit. Since the accident, I do not recall my dreams anymore, which is kind of Kind of strange, because I thought it would almost be the opposite, right? You know, you people that, I'm not sure if he had an NDE or not, but people with NDEs, like, seems like they dream more. Maybe he took a bunch Maybe of that's fucking, why, eh? probably on tons of prescription drugs. Maybe. You think that stops dreams? Probably. So, uh, but, but one that he had in the month of August 2001, right before the planes hit. This dream, I was back at work again. I was walking away from a work truck into these woods. I'm carrying something heavy, and it's hot outside. The woods are unfamiliar to me. The trees are small and scrubby, not like the hardwoods of northern Michigan, and the ground is rock-covered. I'm not certain what I'm carrying. If it is equipment, it's like a seven-hours Chrysler two-stroke backpack drill, something like that, like a a fence post digger. All I know is that it's heavy, and I'm sweating rivers, working i'm starting to think fucking a yeah i got money in my pocket again i got my license back i got wheels i'm working more for the company i broke out for in 1992 which has to be a dream it's like it's like that was his his dream sign that he was working for this old company he's been blacklisted uh by them as a no hire because they got sick of uh fronting his bail, bail money as i make my way down the line i have a handheld radio on my side that i'm half-assed listening to in case someone calls me, I can answer quickly. My eyes are on the equipment laid out on the ground. All the wire in the left. All the shot holes are away to the right line. Good, good. Walking down the hill, I get to the bottom. A field stretches out in front of me. But the opposite side is another hill, straight back up. Halfway up the next hill with lots of shade. I think, hell yeah, when I get up there, I'm putting this down and I'm taking me a break, smoking me a joint. I walk across the field. I'm thinking how amazing it is not to be smoking cigarettes. How much energy I have. I can taste food again. I'm walking through mustard weeds, five to six foot tall. So I assume it was in the late summer. As I walk up the hill through the firs, two hands slide into my back. It doesn't hurt. It only feels gross. No one's hands are supposed to be there. Whoever picks me up off the ground has me at arm's length like you because I am dirty. But not physical dirt, mental dirt. But I even say in my defense, what do you expect? I'm working here. When this voice in my head tells me it is your time to go, are you ready? I said, 
I cannot go. I am working. But the thought of two blonde-haired children with an older child behind begins to pull at my heart. I plead, what of my family? What of my friends? The voice said, they're fine. The children in brackets, he says. It is your time. Are you ready? Still, I have to take stock in what is going on. I'm floating three feet off the ground. Someone's hands are in my back, like holding me by my shoulder blades, talking in my head. This has never happened before. Must be legit, I say out loud. Okay, I'm ready. I am then told, spit those out. He does not want to see you with those. I think, fuck, I just paid $1,000 for those last week. Patui, he spit out his top plate and he reaches in his mouth, unsnapped the lower plate from the mounts embedded in his jaw and he let them fall. Whoosh. He's looking at his boots. The ground disappears beneath his feet. Treetops, clouds, then bam. I am standing on the ozone. The voice in my head comforts me. You're all right. You can, you can stand on it like a table. But even before that is said, I realize my head injury is gone. Crazy part, my bones do not ache. My back does not hurt. I have the teeth in my mouth. Again, I am whole once more. I look up from my feet. I see the, I see the moon, and it's bigger than I thought. I look straight up and see all the stars in the sky. I look over my left shoulder, two planets away from the sun, burning in the center of our solar system. I am in awe. Then I'm told, on your knees, you are in the presence of the Son of Man. I fall on my face. Then this big, humongous, terrible voice said, watch what they do. Looking down, I see the lower half of the USA, Mexico way over on my left. The Gulf is underneath me, behind me in the tip of South America, to my right a few islands, then ocean. Once that is said, I see fire jump up from the ground, big billowing clouds of fire, starting on the east coast of the USA, then working its way into the interior, dropping like rain. I scream, why did you let them do that? And I woke up. Wow. When I had this crazy dream, I, I was single, no children. Today I raised my two daughters and we were close with their sister and mother. I still had a couple of handfuls of teeth. I never had even heard of implants. I've been this way since I was 16 years old, but when I'm standing up there, my head injury is gone, like a bad head cold. Then someone just comes along and picks it up off your shoulders. No, not like that at all just gone how can that be thanks for reading my rant beauty crazy story eh? that is a crazy those story. are the big dreams man like, like i can't a, believe you remembered all that that's the thing the big dreams you can like i think there's these different levels of dreams right there's the big ones inception and, style shit yeah and and you remember them there's major recall and it it's a feeling of real more than real real or realer than real and uh and I think that, that those are the dreams that you could actually be connected to something a little bigger, you know? Yeah, man. Do you have any recordings of you dreaming lately? I don't know. I sent you one. Those are always fun. Did you send me one? I did, and you, you never listened to it. I, just, I came across it by mistake because it, it was one one eleven was the timestamp on it. I'll see if I could find it. I don't it. think I want, to, I want you to play that, though. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's pretty... Pretty weird? Yeah, it's pretty lame. Lame or weird? Now I'm now I'm real curious. Okay, well, say what well, you got to say. It's embarrassing. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? 
I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> now you're gonna dig it up. I'm gonna see if I can dig it up in a break. So we got a we got an email from uh, Larry Bowman too, uh, talking about lucid dreams and metacognition, awareness of thinking, awareness of dreaming. So he says uh, he came. What does he say? He says uh, came from uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick's newsletter. She might be a good guest to have on Brain Doc. Very cool. And he says he's loving the show. Lucid dreams and metacognition, awareness of thinking, awareness of dreaming. To control one's dreams and to live out there, what is impossible in real life, a truly tempting idea. Some persons, so-called lucid dreamers, can do this. Researchers have discovered that the brain idea, no, the brain area which enables self-reflection is larger in lucid dreamers. Thus, lucid dreamers are possibly also more self-reflecting when being awake. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll send a link to that in, nice. the, in the show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Showing some pretty hardcore brain research on uh, the difference between lucid dreamers and and regular that, dreamers. That don't yeah, regular dreamers because apparently everybody does dream, right? So so it makes you smarter or something. Uh, no, it makes you more self-aware. Kind of like mindfulness, right? It it, it kind of creates more uh, mindfulness, right? Self-reflecting. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Remembering your dreams creates mindfulness. No, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming? Yeah. Being aware in your dreams creates a greater awareness in your waking life. Because you're always wondering if you're dreaming. What? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, That's maybe. Why yeah. You're always a little Looking for dream signs? You might be dreaming. Because you're flicking light switches on and off and you're going, Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? All day long? Exactly. <laughs> so you're self reflecting more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We should probably mention if you're listening to the podcast or on YouTube or wherever. Um, after the fact, the music breaks will probably be a little longer. Usually they're only like 45 seconds or a minute because they're oh, post-production, but because they're live and we got kind of a lot going on here, um, the music breaks might run a little longer. So if you're playing in your pod player, feel, feel, feel free to skip ahead. But on yeah, that good note, point. I think we'll take a quick break. All right, we and, got a, uh, we some housekeeping to do housekeeping here. Housekeeping to do. So we'll be back in just a few minutes, guys. And we're back. Thanks for bearing with us. 
um, as we try and sort this thing out. Yeah, we're good to go. Uh, do you want to do the money bomb now? Yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> sounds good. Yeah, so we're back on our 101st episode, and we've got the chat room here, and we're doing this live live thing, live straight-to-podcast kind of thing. Yeah, we took in uh, 395 bucks. Wow. Yeah, in December and... Uh, and January. And January, and a couple of those were a couple of new subscribers, which is always good to see. Yeah, a couple, and, big, uh, couple, couple, couple big, big donations. donations yeah. yeah, a couple of our biggest well, big donations. Big for us. Big for us, yeah. Biggest we've got so far. T- yeah. Twice twice in one week. Yeah. So who wants to draw Joey? Yeah, I get Joey to draw. So this is the our money bomb, kind of like a 50-50 draw for listeners who supported the show. And uh, we want to talk about this whole concept after this, but this is our uh, our money bomb draw. And Possibly the, the last one. Yeah, we'll get into that after this. Um, of course, uh, the winner is Larry Kays. Larry Kays? Larry Kays. Kays. Kays as in K-A-Y-E-S kind of thing? Yes, but no. K-A-Y-S? Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Larry Kays. Congratulations, Larry. Yeah, he actually just, oh, I think he just, uh, he's a, he's a new subscriber. Which is kind of we were kind just talking cool. about the break, yeah. And our subscribers are kind of the our dollar an episode sort of thing. Five bucks a month is comes out to four, which is about a buck an episode, right? Um, so Larry, uh, what does Larry get? Larry gets uh, half of three hundred ninety-five. Sweet. Are you expecting me to do the math? One hundred ninety-seven fifty. Yeah. That wasn't bad, eh? I didn't even have my calculator on me. There you go. I'm just trying to see here. He just uh, made his subscription on January the 27th. Sweet. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Larry gets in at the final hour. Yeah. So we'll get in touch with him, let him know the good news. And uh, I suppose we should let uh, people know the bad news. I guess it's not bad news. We don't look at it as bad news anyway. It doesn't have to be bad news. No, 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 it's not. I mean, it's good news for us. It'll probably help us out. It'd save, save us time anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. And help us pay the bills. instead of. So basically up until now, it's almost like we would be earning enough to cover expenses, but um, the money bomb hasn't been quite as successful as we'd hoped. So we're kind of... We're, some months we cover our expenses. This month we did. Um, last month I think we did. Then a couple months before we didn't. Um, so anyway, we're just going to do away with it. We're not going to do, we're still going to obviously push you guys we, to subscribe and things like that, but we're just going to stop doing the 50-50. Um, we can kind of see it becoming a bit of a uh, logistical problem as we grow too. So we figured it's better to just, you know, cut it off now. Yeah, we tried the concept. I mean, THC started it, like Greg Carlwood, and we thought it might might be good to help, uh, you know, help help listeners out and kind of entice more people to, to donate. I see Kyle uh, Filson's in the chat room there. He's got expanded perspectives, and those guys have tried out their uh, sort of a, what would you call it, a plus plus subscription kind of model? Yeah, I think that they call theirs elite. Elite, but yeah, elite. yeah. How what, elitist of those guys. Fuck, eh? No doubt. They're running their own little well, Illuminati. They, they are in Texas, though. <laughs> Just kidding, Kyle. So uh, we want to do the value for value model. That's what we're going to try, which is yeah, basically we're gonna, yeah, no we're ads, gonna... no corporate sponsorship no fucking portals to amazon no uh no audible links no uh 
no Squarespace or yeah, Ting draw. advertisements, nothing like that. Just just us, basically, no ads, nothing. Uh, supported by you, the listeners, solely for our expenses. That's, that's no it. shirt design, t-shirts, no nothing. Yeah. We'll never try and sell you nothing, and uh, we'll just give you a great podcast. Hopefully, great podcast, decent podcast. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to leave it up to those of you that can afford to support the show to support the show and kind of keep us float. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, obviously, our subscribers, we, I've kind of put out a message to a few of our subscribers, and they all um, seem to be on board. They don't really give a shit whether we give away money. They say they're not in it for the, for the chance return. to win anyway. So, yeah. um, we're going to stick with that. Uh, of course, any of subscribers that uh, if you do have an issue with that and that is why you're subscribed, then just let let us know and we'll cancel the subscription or I'm sure you can cancel it on your end. And uh, if you've already been billed for this month, then uh, we'll give you your five bucks back. Yeah, I feel I feel uh, obviously twisted a little bit in this because uh, we wanted to we were hoping it would work, but we really did give it a good shot. So we can't say we didn't try. Yeah, we gave away. I think by my count, we gave away about 600 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Which ain't bad. Which ain't bad. So in saying that, we do uh, still want you to support the value for value model. Uh, subscribe now for five bucks a month. We are going to, uh, we're launching the new website. I think this week, uh, Wayne Darnell has got the new website, Great America 3.0, ready to launch, uh, which is looks pretty slick. I'm looking forward to it. And he, we're going to have a new money bomb. I don't know if we'll still call it the money bomb. We might start calling it something different. But either way, uh, we're going to have a bunch of new options to donate. We had a few people that have expressed interest, and maybe they'd uh, subscribe if it was only a buck or two a month. And a few other people have asked if they could subscribe for more. So we're going to have a few different options on there. We'll have a page you can go to with a few different options, depending on what you can afford. Um, as always, we'll have our donate that you can donate uh, whatever you want, whenever you want, without subscribing to anything. And, uh, yeah. What, what about Bitcoin and micropayments, stuff like that? We still have the Bitcoin thing set up on the website, but we don't. Is I there don't, like a tip jar, a Bitcoin tip jar or something like that? Not, I don't know. how. We have one listener who's savvy who kind of does it for us. Does and what? sends it. He sent it through some change tip thing or something like that. But we do have a Bitcoin wallet now. But the money we had in it is cut in half. <laughs> yeah. I think we had like 30 bucks and it's down to 15. 30 Bitcoins or $30? $30 in right. Bitcoins. Thirty Canadian, but then dollars, it went eh? from it went from like four fifty down to two hundred, right? So, but we do want to keep tabs on uh, what's happening in the world with the micropayments because I think that could be a viable way to go for people to if if it can be very easy and automated, you know, they can donate uh, a few cents here and there to multiple shows, and if we can get more people to do that, I mean, obviously you only get really. What is it, Darren? Like 5% of people will donate and 5% of people will kind of give oh, no, you feedback and all that. It's not even that For high. For donating? Yeah. It's less than, it's less than 1% for sure. But so. our, yeah, but our, our, our uh, core numbers are going up. So as, as, our, as our numbers go up, then our, down, our people who are willing to donate go up. And as people become more loyal to the show, I think the more content we put out uh, goes up. And I think that's – we just decided to – kind of plant our flag and say this is the way we're going to do it from here going forward is straight. We'll keep providing you with our our uh, podcast, which averaged about two hours a week. So Plus we did, what, we're at 100, I think, like fucking 10 weeks earlier, more than that even. We're at 100 episodes, like Oh, you mean, so it's more than once a week. Should have it, it averages yeah, more a bit than earlier, I think, yeah. yeah. So would you do you guys think that micropayments would work uh, get to get if it was really easy to do do you think more people would 
donate to podcasts and whatever other sort of internet based thing that they that they, they like. They could give us ten cents an episode or something. Yeah, like if all our listeners work? could give us ten cents an episode, we'd be laughing. Do you think that would work though in the future? Like, if would it would it get yeah, more think, people, or do you think I think it can even do it with those fucking systems you have in place? It's just a matter like of doing it. But right now, like whatever. Yeah, but PayPal does their minimum because they right. have to take their minimum, right? Like, what are they going to take from ten cents a penny? It's not worth their I wondered, effort, I guess. I always wondered how stuff like that would work too, because myself, I have enough problems just monitoring what comes or what goes out of the bank yeah. for certain bills at certain times and stuff, and those are those are Substantial. Um, like, yeah, substantial size bills. So I don't, it'd be even tougher for me to start monitoring stuff like that. But I'm sure you teach yourself you can do it eventually. But I think the thing is, is that you, you hopefully. There's nothing more embarrassing than bouncing a 10 cent payment. Oh, that'd be horrible, <laughs> hey? Yeah. I mean, I think the point, one of the points is that you hopefully don't have to monitor because it it's so small, right? Mm-hmm. You don't notice it even fucking coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that could be a way. But for now, this is the way we'll do it. Hey, I, I did, since we're kind of live here, we're recording our 101st episode with no guests, just shooting the shit. Got a couple emails right now. Like Jamie Sanchez says, awesome podcast. Hello, just wanted to drop you guys a line and say, awesome damn podcast. You make my mornings at work just fly by. I've been listening for a few months now, and I will soon be a contributor to the Igloo. Keep it up, guys. And oh, Thanks. That's pretty funny. We just got it now. Welcome aboard. Yeah. And, uh. Got a note from Ryan too. He received the awesome Grammarica t-shirt today. Oh, that's what we should talk about. Um, but uh, I sent him a size too, uh, too small, so we got to think about what we're going to do there. Does it fit him? It didn't fit. You sent him a t-shirt that didn't fit? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Hope you can give that to somebody worthy that will wear it, wear it out on the streets. So uh, what are we going to do about t-shirts? We got to talk about that, right? You want to, you want to, did you want to talk about that on this episode? I don't think we know what we're doing yet. No. So I guess just I don't think t- we can really talk about it until we figure it out. We've talked oh, about maybe a direct from seller or something like direct oh. from seller option that we don't really have to get involved. But I think we figured it out right now. And well, right now we're just at the current rate, we're breaking even on shirts because it costs us a fortune to ship them. Well, and, and I don't yeah. think we want to set up a store because that's going to become another fucking hassle to run. So, I, like, I think our best road is to look at a straight from supplier. If we can have a portal to the supplier that charges, you know, maybe they charge you twenty five bucks a shirt, but they can ship them for two bucks or three bucks, where it costs us twelve. Or it depends. Yeah. Like, yeah. when yeah. someone from Australia wants a shirt, we're in real trouble. Yeah, we weren't really going to do it either to make money on shirts. It wasn't like that. It wasn't a profit thing for that way. It was more of a marketing thing, right? Just as long as it's not going to cost us money, right? But if yeah, people donate, if people donated a certain amount, like our buddy Ryan did, we sent him a T-shirt. One was the, that was too small, but just uh, besides that fact, uh, trying to to get the you know it's pretty cool looking shirt. So we thought people might want to wear it around or whatever. And maybe mark, we have a listener a that's in the T-shirt thing. business. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We thought. should we should chat with uh, Greg Carlwood of THU does his conspiracies and see how that goes. Maybe we can sell it through his place. Yeah, or if you know T-shirts, Bram Graham. Maybe we can add it to the to, to the conspiracy Just add it to his store and yeah. give him a percentage. Yeah, yeah. Or take a percentage. Just yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what 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 else do you want to talk about? The secret origins of Grimerica? I want to know how Grimerica, the word, came about. 
My buddy Jerry gave me that nickname when we were playing poker at three in the morning. <laughs> I thought you signed something. Yeah. And I He gave it to me when I was looking to snow because we had the system. Whenever you won something, you got to sign the poker table. Sign the table? Yeah. Kyle used to have this big poker table, like 10 feet long, a 10-man poker table. And whenever you won the pot, like 500 bucks, you got to sign the felt. So I was like, it was like three in the morning. We were all wasted. And I won, and I'd already signed it a bunch of times, right? Because I'd been playing for on the same table for like a year. So like if you won a bunch of times, you saw I was looking for something new to sign. And he belted out Grimerica. And then I wrote it. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that he belted it out. I thought you came up with it yourself. No. That's pretty funny. And then it became my poker nickname on Poker Stars and then and then Twitter handle and website and, and the podcast. second bo- best podcast in the universe. So you're advertising for this podcast before it even came out? Hmm. That's the secret origins. Do you remember when we went to the conference and we were talking about a podcast? I think because the name was like, it was at the beginning, we knew the name, right? And then we were talking about doing another one called Gray America. Gray America? Gray America. Gray America. <laughs> My wife's going to do the Mrs. Gray America show. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll be into that one. I can call us with her. It'll probably be about healing and crystals and stuff like that, right? Probably. Sweet. Yeah. And then actually that was Pat O wanted to know the secret origins of Mike Grammar. He also wanted to know how we met so at I'm, work. Yeah, we met at work. Do you remember driving me around there the first day? You're like, who is this fucking guy? I don't really remember. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> was I in my blue truck? Yeah. Where yeah. was I driving you? Showing all you sights? Yeah, just all over the place. Yeah. I was kind of like working with Darren for a couple of weeks. And then somehow Kevin said, yeah, you guys should talk about this stuff because, uh, I think you guys have a lot in common. And then the next thing you know, ancient mysteries and shit like that popped up. And I gave Darren some podcasts to listen to because I'd be listening to podcasts for about, what, seven, eight years now. And I was into all kinds of shit. I went through a whole science phase and the skeptic's guide to the universe phase. I thought you were going to say Scientology. No. Well. Not yet. Not yet. I've read read some stuff on that. Anyways, uh, I went through that whole phase, and then obviously my true interest was into uh, into like mysteries and unusual phenomena and stuff like that. And uh, and that's uh, I gave those podcasts to Darren, and then we talked about what it was. So help me out here, buddy. Had the podcaster? Yeah. Well, well I first your we take went on to Paradigm it. Symposium. So, so I gave you some podcasts to listen to. The Graylian Report and Mysterious Universe were in there. So we went to no, the first I found Paradigm. The Report. You gave me Mysterious Universe and like Hidden Experience and. No, they weren't out yet. Yeah. Oh, Hidden Experience was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, and then we Graylian. We got into Graylian because he was on MU and he started talking about Paradigm Symposium, and I was into Ancient Aliens. So we went to that. And then I think when we got back, we started talking about a website. And then we made the website. But I think it was always kind of a launching pad for the podcast, even you, back then. You don't think we talked about a podcast at well, the yeah, conference? We, or? we had talked about a podcast, but never seriously. But I think when we started making the website, we were already we already knew it was a launch pad for the podcast. And originally we were going to do just like a newsy type chat with ourselves uh, and then somehow we changed it to like the guest format, which thank God we did because, I, you know, that's... Uh, if we would have went the other route, I doubt we'd still be doing the show. No. So how did that happen? Because we were going to do our first episode on Mars and Jagger was going to be in on it. Yeah. And then 
I was doing research for Mars. And you found E-Frain's found podcast. <laughs> and then I was like, why don't we just have that? And then we were like, fuck, we can talk to anybody. Yeah. That was how it kind of happened. I think it was like, let's just, yeah, chat with interesting people. And then once that takes a lot of the heat off, when you've got other people kind of filling that content gap. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable just yapping. Like, this is even awkward for me, this show, without anybody, without any guest. I really don't feel comfortable just yapping about shit for two hours. Yippity yappity. So, uh, what was I going to say about that? So then we, uh, we, we had Efrain on, and he ended up writing a couple books. Pretty yeah, and by the time we had Efrain on, we had already had lined up a few guests. Yeah. So we had already decided we were going full-blown interview. And then Micah Hanks from the Grayling Report helped us out, and, and then Kyle and, uh, Kyle and his buddy uh, Cam, Cam <laughs> started up Expanded Perspectives, kind of similar to ours. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, we just had, uh, we were lucky. We kind of hit the ground running, and Red gave us the great artwork. Yeah, yeah. That and then the car. Did I, did I tell? Do you remember what happened to me with that artwork? No. I thought that he had. I thought he had got it from somewhere. Like I really thought I'd seen that before. Yeah, like the, That's a the Moai stick. with the the Moai with the the thing on. He sent it to yeah. me, and I it blew me away. I had this feeling of, uh, I don't know what you'd say, like rightness, or like I'd seen it before, or it was it was really trippy for me. Yeah, and then Jared. Or Justin says now we're sponsors of PS official podcast, right? Right, kinda, kinda. So we'll see. <laughs> you never know. You never know. And as far as the con- as far as the concept, I mean, that kind of just formed it out. Like we really never had a fucking plan. No, and that's part of We've the good. Never thing. really done outlines. Like we have our board with a couple things written on it, but that's about it. We never fucking. We never ever plan our episodes. We don't have like we're going to talk about this, then that, then this. And in the beginning, we tried to do, we kind of did new stuff and we started doing like a clip show and that kind of faded out. And we did shorter intros and then we did longer intros. And then I think probably around what, 50 episodes in, we kind of decided, well, we're going to do our 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And we'll do our, you know, we decided right away out of the gate, we decided we'd never put time limits on them. Yeah. And, and have it about the guests. I really wanted it about the guests. I think that's one of the best things, decisions we made is not sticking to a a 45-minute or a 60-minute yeah. interview. Because, I mean, some of these guys, it takes that just to start breaking into them. Yeah. And then yeah. they kind of get comfy, yeah. and then the next hour is really great stuff. Yeah. And I think, uh, oh, what was I going to say about that? I can't. I lost it. And the uh, interview style is probably more as the one listener wrote back said it, a uh, lack thereof, because neither of us really know what we're doing when it comes to interviewing. So we kind of, I think that helps us convey more of a uh, layman. Yeah. Because we are layman. But I also had so many bad, ex- I listened to so many podcasts and so many people interrupted the guest. It was very frustrating for me listening to it. So I didn't want to be one of those guys that had to hear himself talk over the guest. And I think that one of the reasons why we've been fairly successful is because we make it about the guests and the listeners. Really. I don't, you know, I, I, and I also didn't want to force memes on our show or anything like that. Like I want to be able to share listeners experiences and talk about this stuff in an open non-judgmental format. And that's, what's kind of been happening. And that's kind of how the flow has started. Uh, the other thing, you know, we don't want to have, you know, obviously some guests we have on have done the whole podcast circuit circuit. Right. And, 
that's uh, you know that's okay every once in a while. But really, I think one of my goals is to to come up with interesting guests that have interesting research, but people haven't really heard of a lot, right? You know, like um, Scott Russell on the uh, Coral Castle thing, for example, or people like that. You know, maybe uh, they reach a few thousand people. It kind of opens yeah. things up a little bit, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of fun like that. My sister even suggested her. Uh, astrologist he he's given her some fucking crazy readings and so he she sent me his information and uh, there's a guy i talked to about uh doing like a local guy here at a show that i talked to about doing dolores cannon type uh past life regressions and stuff like that and he he was a great uh, i talked to him on the phone for like an hour so so giving some of these people a chance hey darren yeah exactly exactly and then I had something else I was just about to say, and I fucking forgot. Yeah, I know. This is what happens. So do you want to hear about some of my future topics, or should we get... Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to talk about, well, touch on what you said about uh, crappy quality podcasts. And that's the one thing I will say, is anyone can put out a podcast, but to really put out a, um, a quality podcast, as we found out along the way, it's taken us two years to, to figure it out. It uh, it is it does take quite a bit of gear and quite a bit of work to get yeah. to get the good sound. Like fuck, remember when we first started? We were just on headsets. Yeah, via, via Skype. Yeah, so we we didn't even get together in the same room at first. No, and now we've got uh, preamps and compressors to cut out background noise, which is important. Yeah. Hmm. Change rec- editing software a couple of times. So you want to save some of this stuff for uh, for some for some guests here, like Red Pill Junkie, or what do you want to do, Darren? Keep talking, eh? Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. Nice. So we had lots of good feedback too uh, on the Terry Ray uh, Orb episode, and uh, that one was just recent, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I know Darren still has a problem with uh, with that uh, ET thing synopsis. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it just, it seems like it really fucking, he went from like second gear to sixth. Yeah. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was, couldn't keep up, but it seemed like we missed a couple of gears there in the step up. No, look at, can you picture, picture being in his shoes, okay? He has this orb sighting, right? Pretty phenomenal sighting himself, right? He starts researching it, looking through thousands of cases, sees some trends. Start seeing, uh, reading about the contact cases, sees some trends. Thousands of cases, he maps it all out. Like, what conclusion is he supposed to come with, come to? You know, like, I, I think that uh, it's kind of the most logical thing. What else is it? Black ops, inner earth, interdimensional? Like, really, it's, it's something. Is it a mass hallucination? Is it people's consciousness somehow related? Like, whatever it is, the easiest explanation is ET. I hate to say it. That's not what they would have said 500 years ago. They would have, they would have said, said angels. God. So it was E.T. just the new angels? Uh, possibly. Maybe. Possibly. That's a good point, though. Do we have uh, anything else to get into before we go to break? Then we can come back. We're going to do our starter call-in segment. Well, I want to talk about my uh, – ex- I have some news. About, oh, should we uh, do the Dave Zara thing now? Or do we, maybe we should do that with Red. Yeah, Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, talk, let's talk about your experience now then. Really? Or do you want to do that? Let's do that and the other thing there with uh, with other people. Yeah, okay. Let's go to a Future quick break topics. now. All right, okay.
keep talking. Keep talking. We're going to a break. Yeah, but we got to. Yeah, so join on. us, uh, we'll and we'll be back in a couple minutes. No, we won't. No, we won't. What? You're supposed to keep talking. You're not segueing well. Come on, man. Work with me. Work with me. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes. Welcome back to the 101th episode of the Grimerica Show. And we have Red Pill Junkie on the line. I think we do. Red? Hey, buddy. Good, good. How you doing? 
Happy to be part of this uh, Grimerica milestone. Right on, buddy. Yeah, we're happy to have you. It's uh, too much time goes by between our chats, for sure. We should. Uh, we always talk about having you on more often. I mean, it seems like it's been less. Yeah, exactly. But we we all get busy with lives and stuff. And Red was talking about uh, you're going to be going on a couple other shows coming up, right? Expanded perspectives, I think. Kyle's in the chat room right now. Yeah, exactly. We were supposed to have our chat last weekend, but unfortunately, I had something something of a family crisis, so we uh, we had to postpone it. I think we're going to do it uh, next Saturday if all goes well. Right, knocking on wood here. Right on. Well, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, looking man. forward to hearing that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun chat for sure. What type of wood? I picture it as like a rich mahogany. <laughs> like a rich mahogany rocking chair or something. I think you're thinking of another kind of wolf here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess, so Red, I got we got a couple things uh, to talk about here that we kind of have on the agenda. And mm-hmm. I might, we might as well start with you on the line then. You can, you know, we can transition to whatever you want to talk about as well. Uh, sure, sure, sure. So, so here we go. I've, uh, I don't want to get into the details of my UFO sighting, but as you guys know, I've been trying to uh, get in touch with the people that I had that sighting with. So I'll just quickly summarize, and then I'll give you a sort of my take on what I was hoping to do. So 25 years ago, 1990, Israel, Tel Aviv, at night, saw with four or five other people saw a polygonal shaped craft, like a, a dodecahedron shaped craft. And uh, I haven't really been in contact with any, I haven't been in contact with any of those people since then. So I wanted to, you know, it's, it's one of these things we talk about people's memories and what is the memories like and how did these, these events change people's lives. So I was thinking, Hey, this is a great opportunity. We do this podcast. We can talk to get a hold of the people that I had the sighting with and we can, do a little bit of a like kind of research analysis, right? Like how did, what was their take on the sighting? What did it, uh, what do they remember? How did it change their lives? If at all, blah, blah, blah. And I thought this is a great mm-hmm. opportunity, right? Yeah, 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 sure. I had a hard time getting a hold of, of them, but I finally reached one of the women. Let's call her Katie. Uh, okay. It's not her, her real name. And uh, I found her email and I emailed her. And I explained that, uh, hey, you know, you might not remember me. I was traveling around with you and 25 years ago, and we had this sighting, and I do this podcast now, and I kind of explain how, you know, the sighting kind of had a profound impact on me or whatever. And I mentioned her other friend that I know still, uh, I think she's still in contact with. So I said, would you guys be interested in, you know, talking about it or whatever? So I didn't hear back for a while, and... I uh, tried back again, and she said, yeah, well, I I talked to uh, the other girl, let's call her Pat, and uh, basically, yeah, we both had just sort of chalked it up to, uh, you know, a little bit too much alcohol that night, and that's we don't really remember it much. So I could actually get the exact email out, but... uh, Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, really? I don't know if I can. I can find it quick enough. So, but anyways, the moral of the story is, uh, really didn't have much of an impact. They could barely remember it. And they had both chalked up as a strange night, just, uh, with too much bevies. Mm, too so much bevies. There you go, eh? Meanwhile, for Were me, you it was like bevies? completely, 
it changed your life? Yeah, I don't know. I might have been. I don't remember that part. Isn't that funny? Eh? I don't remember that part. <laughs> what the part about the, uh, the the booze? Yeah. Well. Yeah. So uh, she said, "I really didn't know what to say. I, I can slightly remember that night, but always put it down to maybe a few too many drinks." And she felt the same way. And we are so old, you know. Sorry, I can't be of much help. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm still holding out for my buddy, David Miller. Is that the guy I've, that you have messaged through my Facebook account? No. That just totally fucking... No, that was somebody else. Didn't even acknowledge your existence? No. No. Yeah. Well, it goes to show, you know, how uh, uh, this is uh, the kind of attitude that I believe uh, 99% of UFO witnesses take when they have their 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 their, their sighting, you know, I'm sh uh, I, I'm sure that most of them, you know, chuck it down to to any mundane explanation they they can try to to use it to uh, uh, to 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 justify or to explain it for to themselves, and they decide to move on. No, yet there is a small uh, percentage of those witnesses who will really. Uh, uh, be impacted, you know, uh, in either a positive or a negative way about uh, uh, because of that sighting. You know, the, the, it, it will be something that will really uh, change their lives forever because it will question, it will, ch it will challenge their uh, concept of of reality. Or, you know, the things that. Are supposed to happen in reality, you know. Seeing a, a flying saucer, I'm sure that for, for many people is equivalent to seeing uh, a unicorn or a dragon, you know. Yeah. So, what do you think is responsible for the difference in, uh, like, if you were to speculate, like, you know, besides uh, people's environment and their experience in life and all that, what do you think is responsible for the change, the difference in in uh, perception? <sighs> I don't know. I think uh, it's something that has to do with the interests and the values that each pers person has. You know, the things that they are pers pursuing, the things that they regard as more important than other things. You know, I th are there are people who think they're not trying to, 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 to have a, succe a successful career or have a, a trying to, to, to have a a uh, uh, meaningful relationship, relationship maybe with a significant other or a happy marriage, is far more important than trying to 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 to, to decipher the secrets of the universe. You know what? I what, mean? what about a conscious? Uh, what about the consciousness aspect and some sort of external influence on influence and in memory? Like, like uh, for example, I. On my in mine, I looked up and, and asked for it to come back. Right, like I missed the first sighting, and I asked for it to come mm -hmm. back, and then I, I spotted it. Like I said, please come back, please come back. I wanna I wanna see you too, or whatever. Right, and it came back. And you hear about people that have some sort of conscious. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that was a direct interaction with whatever that thing was flying around, but uh, you know, you hear about you know people that were uh, willed to go and look out the window, right? Or uh, okay, well, let me ask you when this. Think came back. Uh, were you the only person that was uh, able to see it again, or no? Everybody was it did. Confirmed. Yeah. So everybody, yeah, everybody saw yeah. it again. Yeah. Okay. Because 
uh, we all know that there are more than a few UFO sightings when uh, some people get to see the thing in the sky and some people just aren't, aren't able to, to see it. I think and there's also now. the thing that when people can see things, uh, the UFO, they try to take a picture and then they see that the, the camera or their phone uh, didn't record anything. You know, it doesn't appear in the photograph. And vice versa, there's times when, plenty of times when people have taken a picture, you know, of, of some scenery or something in a vacation or whatever. And then when they look, uh, they, they look at that photograph a second, a second time, they see that there's something in the picture that they weren't able to perceive with their naked eye. Yeah. Did you make so, it in, Jared? I'm here. Wow. Hey, the, man. The, <laughs> the deep voice from Down Under, or next to Down Under. <laughs> I, backed, I backed door to man. Talk about Kiwi ASMR. Mm. <laughs> so first and foremost, right. I know you don't have much time, Jared, so uh, congratulations are in order, I believe, or are about to be in order. Yeah, about a week to go, and then I'm hitched. Congratulations, okay. yeah. Thank you very much. Are you excited? Are you nervous yet? <laughs> um, a bit of everything. It's just trying to organize everything at the last minute. starting to get a bit crazy. Oh, yeah. It'll only get crazy. Everybody's got something to right say. Right up to the last day. It's fucking crazy. And then at like 10 o'clock, after you do the dances and everything, then you kind of let your guard down. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Done. So yeah, we haven't heard right. from we haven't heard from Jared in a while, and just for we have tons of listeners uh, since uh, come aboard since Jared was last on. But Jared was our Kiwi ambassador and a guy we used to talk to uh, from the from way going way back. I think he was listening to right from our the first beginning. Fans. Yeah, so uh, it's good to mm -hmm. chat with you again, Jared. Yeah, it's great. That's great. I've been so busy and I've been trying to get on here and and catch up with you guys, but man, whew, it's been full on. Yeah, you're in the middle of summer too. Yeah, middle of summer. Um, moved into a new house, like bought a house in this market, which is crazy. Um, getting married next week, have a baby coming in July, and also looking at buying a business. Busy man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grand America Not shares. Things by yeah, we'll look into that, eh? So me and Jared yeah, had a kind of a fucking freaky thing today. Yeah, I was at the dentist waiting, and I was like, oh, I should touch base, because I was trying to Skype message you, but it doesn't seem like they were going through from my phone. So I was like, oh. I was going to actually message you on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I didn't think, because I haven't seen much of you on Twitter, so I was like, oh, I won't mm. bother. So I went and I emailed him, and uh, after I emailed him, I went into my Twitter, and I had a DM. So I emailed him, hey, man, are you still good? Are you going to touch in for a few minutes tonight? And then I go into my Twitter, and there's a DM from him saying, hey, mate, are we still good to catch up tonight? So I went, and I was, I was like, whoa. So I was like, and he mentioned it, so I was like, fuck, I got to check into it. So I checked the timestamp on the email. It was at exactly 1.55. I checked the timestamp on the direct message, exactly 1.55. Wait, 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 hold, 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 hold on the presses. Are you telling me that you, darling, had a synchronicity? I was waiting for someone else to say it. What, no jingle? 
I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Okay, that is jingle is obsolete now because you cannot remain skeptical after this. I don't know. There's still a part of me that thinks Jared saw the email and just quickly went to Twitter to fuck with me. God, come on. See it? See what I, I meant, Graham? This is the attitude of 99% of people who experience something weird. They try to go uh, looking for the most asinine, you know, mundane explanation. But it was spooky, I'll tell you, because I was sitting in the dentist chair. <laughs> Because I was waiting for the dentist to come in the actual like operating chair, so I was, it was just like quick. I didn't have time to talk to him about it anymore. But it was like it was pretty spooky. I was like, huh? At the exact okay. same minute. See, he couldn't have done that to begin. He couldn't have done yeah. that if he tried. You were afraid, so you lowered your defenses. You know, you lowered the thing your is, skeptic veneer. It, <laughs> it seriously popped into my head because I thought I'd got my days mixed up. I thought I'd missed you by a whole day. But it just like popped into my head and I was thinking, shit, I should really get in touch. And I sent that straight away. And the funny thing is, after you did all that, um, my partner had just gotten off the phone with the dentist because we had to go and make a payment today. Ooh. So there was like a dental Ooh. thing going on as well, which is weird. A double thing, wow. What's the how, freak? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just weird because how often do you really go to the dentist? I mean, come on. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, the odds odds are kind of in favor because we were planning on hooking up today. So there's a chance that, that we're both going to message not, each not other. But to down to the minute, minute, I mean, for all we know, if there was a way to timestamp it further, which I don't think there is, or at least I don't know how, to the tweet and the email, it could be down to the second. Like, who knows? All I know is it's within the same 60 seconds. Yeah, I got to rate that pretty, pretty good there. Please, please, by all means. Man. Yeah, rate Go. five. No. No, it's like a no. It's a little one, but it's like a it's a ripple stick in a way, wouldn't it be? Or a little ripple. I don't know. Stick? I don't know what you seven point five. I think seven point five or so. Because only because Jared added the dental, the dental, the dental. Yeah. Part tough of but it. fair. Yeah, tough but fair. I'm going to go right out there and just say that none of you guys, apart from Darren, actually experienced this. I was there. I know what I saw, and I'm giving it like an eleven. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it actually freaked me out a bit. It really freaked me out a bit, and I'm not going to play it down at all. I was there. I, I like sent it. the tweet, and then my email came through, and it's like, is he asking me this question in response to mine, or is this actually out of the blue? That is awesome. And that so is- that's why I asked. And like, yeah, I'm not playing it down. I'm taking this all the way. There you go, Graham. What's like, your response to that? I like it. I like Are you his attitude. Up the score then. Uh, it's no, really Jared's I, synchronicity, so it's his dreams are crushing, <laughs> not mine. Yeah. Oh, I don't man. think you're, we're allowed to change it really at base. You got to give it the extra point four too. Yeah, involves <laughs> the show. No, it's pretty good though. I'm so glad it did happen to Darren. So, Darren, tell us about your reaction. The dent. Did you talk to the dentist about it? Did you tell them that or anything, or did you just keep it to yourself? I just kept it to myself. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm glad you shared it with. Yeah, I figured as soon as it happened, it was getting saved for the podcast, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of mundane, really. A 7.5 is fair. Well, I, I would have given myself the same score. Most synchronicities are like, you know, not groundbreaking material. Just like little notches from the universe. 
Yeah, nudges. It's like about that. paying attention, you know, paying attention Sucked. to what's going on around you. The more the more time they happen, the more you sort of realize you're on the right path. If you stop looking around and stop noticing and, you know, just give up. Yeah. I like it. There you have it. So, Jared, is there anything else that you want us to talk about? Uh, like, have you, uh, what's, what's sort of niggling at you as far as all this strange stuff we talk about? Um, shit, at the moment, I'm Too so busy, busy with, with everything it. else. Things like petrol prices are the things that are niggling at me. <laughs> <laughs> They're crashing fast here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, like petrol's so cheap down here, it's crazy and it's weird. It's sort of freaking me out a wee bit because it's so cheap. Like half the cost it used to be, but it used to uh, be this much. It was like it's about two thirds of what it was, and it just came down in three months, I suppose. Yeah, ours has gone to probably more. It's almost. It's probably about two thirds, eh? Maybe a half. No, not quite a half. Yeah, it's not have to half, hit yeah. like sixty something. Yeah, to be it, a half. yeah, it is pretty. It's pretty noticeable. And yet oh, yeah. people are still scared yeah. of the economy, you know? It cost me like 25 bucks, 30 bucks less to fill up my car. Well, that's just it, right? Like, yeah. what's that? Like, that's fucking times fucking 400 million people in North America that all of a sudden have an extra 50 bucks a week to put into yeah. the economy. I don't know what the math is on that, but it's a lot. If you say 100 million are driving, that's $5 billion into the economy just in save gas money. And it's weird, you know, going to the service station and seeing people with empty Coke bottles and stuff filling up at the pump as well, which is just crazy. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Huffing it? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just hoarding it and shit. Nah, just hoarding. Chip just, bags work uh, better. Light, lighting shit on fire with it? <laughs> and Molotov cocktails? Nah, and... just hoarding it, stocking it up at home and, and, yeah, waiting for a rainy day when it all goes up again. Getting ready for Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Australia, but close enough. <laughs> Ooh, that's like a fucking... That's like calling a guy f- who's from France, from Quebec, I think. That's like a fucking bad thing, RPJ. You just slighted Jared. Now you have to duel. Ah, uh, come on. I'm going to let him have it. You know, it's all good. Is that a he real thing, though? English, do you guys hate each other? He speaks English better than I do sometimes, you know. Is that a real thing, oh, though? With, with, with us in Australia, until we're in the same pub overseas, like if, if we're in London and you bump into an Australian, you're, you're good buddies. But if you're over here, nah, it's just not going to happen. And if you're in London, you're going to bump into an Aussie. You are, especially at the, <laughs> the dodgy pubs that all the Kiwis and Australians hang out in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like when you get a Canadian in New Zealand and you call them an American. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, everybody thinks everybody's American, you know. You even so said that with an accent about um, American accent. Eh? American. Yeah, American. no, no. And all Americans think that you know Latin Americans are all Mexicans. You know, <laughs> they could be from Honduras, you know, Costa Rica, but no, Guatemala. Yeah, exactly. So, what? Are, where are you yeah. off to tonight, Jared? Just is dealing he, with the kids. It's your dealing tomorrow. Dealing with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's my um, Wednesday. It's a short week this week. Short week? It's, uh, Someone else said it was yeah, a short a, week. Max, you have a short week this week, don't you, Ed? Oh, yeah, thank God. We had a long weekend. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we've got a, 
Uh, not long enough. Of <laughs> What's the uh, day Friday in New Zealand? It's Waitangi Day on Friday, which is like um, the day that the treaty was signed. Waitangi? The and the, the, yeah, the Maoris. What, are you guys trying mm. to be Hawaiian? No, it's Maori. <laughs> Waitangi. They reckon the language did come from Hawaii or up that way anyhow. But yeah, it's it's when the like the treaty was signed with the English that settled in New Zealand and the, the natives over here. When was that? And they're still disputing it. A while ago, about 150 years ago. Hmm. That's an ground. And so that's teenager. the original document. Huh. <laughs> hmm. On his longboard. Yeah, those with longboards are cool the first time. <laughs> longboards are making a huge resurgence here. I don't know about in the states, but in Can or in Canada anyway, Calgary for sure. Joey, you have a longboard, don't you? I do. Are you a pro? No. No, I've fallen quite often. I used to know guys that commuted to work on their longboards in Vancouver. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see it a lot out in Vancouver still. Yeah. Like that seems sketchy, man. Oh, they go, they just fucking fly everywhere on those things. Even the bike messengers downtown. Those guys are fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I'm whipping by my truck all the time. Like, you got to be on high alert or you just end up running someone <laughs> over. Yeah. Is there still lots of them around? Oh, yeah. Tons, yeah. even in the winter. Doesn't even matter if you snow and they're out there whipping around. Do you see those big fat tires they have? Those bikes with the fat tires? They don't use those, do they? I don't know. I haven't seen one. It looks like they're just all on, like, some sort of 10 speeds. Yeah. Mm. So should we jump you know into, I've oh, do you got to run, Jared? Yeah, I've got to run. All right, really buddy. Sorry. I'd no worries. i to hang around, but good to hear from you all. You too, RPJ? Yeah. yeah, man. It's good that we got to reconnect. Yeah. Yeah, and we will do again. We'll have mm -hmm. to have you back again Very before soon. 200. Yeah, yeah. Let's go like 103. Works for me. All right, buddy. Well, you have fun with the kids and everything. Enjoy the future. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations with everything, eh? Yeah, thanks, Keep buddy. You too. Thank you, guys. Take Later. care. Bye. So, Red, Red, Kyle Filson's got a question for you here. He says uh, he wants to know if you're going to the Roswell Photograph Big Reveal in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. I, I think I... I saw something about that in uh, in Jaime Maussan's YouTube channel. Wh when is this? I think it's yeah. I think it's ne next week. No, I'm not going. How come? You could be our no. American insider. No man, I'm I, I'm sure they're they're not going to reveal anything or any anything interesting in any way. You know, I mean. Really? I'm, Can you be so I, sure? This is the I'm, one chance, man. Like, what if this is the chance when there really is something revealed? Oh, man, please. You, you how, know, how many blocks away is it? Okay, it is, no, yeah, it is not. It's not uh, clo close to where I live. <laughs> it's not, it, it's not you know, incredibly far. But uh, Kyle says we both need a field correspondent. I mean, come on, buddy. You could, you could represent uh, Expanded Perspectives on the Grand America show. 
When 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 is this? Uh, I'm not sure. If, if, <laughs> oh, come if on, really? No, I'm not. I'm not really sure, man. I, I I think I saw that he was going to make a presentation at the national auditorium. You know, I, I saw an image of uh, of Doctor Edgar Mitchell and say, oh, "Okay, it's in May." Know. May? Yeah. Oh well. No, I, no, because no, I'm. Uh, I'm sure he has something uh, that he's that he's going to present uh, in February. Maybe we'll send Graham down to go with you. I need yeah, to check I'll it go. out. Oh well, if you come here, then sure. Well, let's we will we will go together. My buddy Rye's getting you, married in Tulum look. on March 21st. Ah, nice. Well, that's man. only two months from May. Yeah. You could maybe you could do it on the same trip. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking uh, of going to 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 the south, the southeast, around those times. You know, I think I'm going to go to Campeche with a, a body of mine to maybe go fishing or something. But getting back to Mausan, man, the problem with him is that, in my eyes, he has lost a lot of respectability. I mean, he he has promoted a lot of sketchy things in the past, you know. Yeah, and, but yeah, I know. I realize station suffered greatly for it. Yeah, we realize you feel that way about that, but I mean, that that what if, you know? I mean, it's still, hmm, it's still. It, you think it would be interesting enough to go if it's oh, local, you know? I mean, you why never is, know, right? And why is he the one presenting the things about Roswell in Mexico? Isn't he the most famous Mexican ufologist? Okay, yeah, Mexican ufologists, but why? Why is Roswell something about Roswell being presented here in Mexico? It doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be presented in Roswell in New Mexico by I don't know Stanton Friedman or some someone like that? You know, that, that uh, Kevin Randall. You know those That's guys. That's pretty elitist of you. No, it's not a leaders, man. Those are the guys who have been investigated about Roswell, you know, for the last 30 years or so, you know? I mean, Stanton Friedman was the guy who found uh, uh, Jesse Marcel. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah, that's a good point, I guess. I never really thought about it like that. I, you know, I thanks, Kyle, for getting us on the topic that we actually wanted to... Uh, boycott when we first started okay. Grime America. <laughs> and explain to, the, explain to the public why you decided to boycott Roswell. Because I've heard so much of it. And it's just... You know, I didn't it's care. Because it's such a complex case. Yeah, yeah well, Darren did. Didn't? Oh, yeah, you didn't, did you? No, I was I thinking uh, Roswell... What else did I say? The Rendlesham and... I think there was yeah. another one that I just thought, you know... Because it's just, you know, it's over and over bringing up old stuff and all that. I don't think those cases will ever be Solve to any uh well there's a higher chance for Rendlesham to be solved than Roswell you know I mean Roswell by now it's a, a, a race with a, with a graveyard you know I mean all the main witness witnesses are dead by now you know we only have second or third grade witnesses you know people who may have heard their family, relatives, their parents or someone say something about Roswell. You know, maybe when they were like 10 or 5 years old or something. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so you mean like third graders, literally. 
yeah, well, I don't know, something like that, you know. And now we had the whole fiasco with the Roswell slides last year, you know, the thing that got our friend, our friend Nick Redfern's computer hacked, you know, and, and Tony Bragali and the others thinking that it was the government when it probably was some 15-year-old kid trying to learn something about it, you know, using, you know, some simple hacking skills or so. <clears throat> you know, and, 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 and Paul Kimball was right on the money when he said that, you know, what happened with mainstream media when all this was disclosed by this guy? Uh, I don't remember. Tom Carey, you know, in, in some uh, conference. What happened in mainstream? The same no, thing so nothing, that's happened. No, uh, no, no mainstream media is, uh, side decided to carry the news. Oh, of course. They, they, they kind of. That's not because, a surprise, is it? No. Well, they. Look what happened with the goddamn uh, Blue Book UFO files, you know. Even the Times, uh, Times and Newsweek reported on that, even though uh, they failed to say that those same files have been available online for many years. But nevertheless, uh, you could see in, 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 in every major uh, news outlet about the Blue Book, Blue Book, Blue Book. So, they, yes, they, they sometimes report on old UFO cases, but somehow... Nobody uh, uh, said anything about the Roswell slides. Hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, that's another good point. Yeah. So have you been following? I think that's enough time on Roswell. Yeah, but I mean, if you've been following the in general, I've just been looking at uh, some of the latest news stories and stuff coming out. And I mean, that's another thing we didn't want to talk. We sort of started to go away from a Darren is talking about news stories on the show, but we like to when you're when you're on and stuff. I like to get your take read. And uh, do you feel like there's been some pretty interesting stories in the media lately about UFOs? Like, do you feel like it's ramping up at all by any chance? Mm. Like, I, I, don't I don't know. Think so. No, I'm just thinking think like so. ah, there's a couple weird NASA NASA ones that are NASA. Yeah, and, and, yeah uh, when they say that they cut off the live feed whenever they. They see something, some well, the, yeah, UFO. and that and that shiny object around the asteroid or something, or there's a couple other yeah. ones like that. I don't know. I just I kind of sift through, and sometimes I I get the feeling that things are happening faster than maybe they really are. No, what I've been <laughs> trying to 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 study is something about uh, something that I have. Uh, Heard of and on a few occasions being mentioned about this uh, project Core. Have yeah. you guys have have heard of it? Is no, but I just saw a movie. I just saw a movie about it. No, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Project Project Core, I think, is something that is uh, was launched by this guy uh, Ritzman and his his buddy. You know, they used to to do the Paratopia podcast. Okay. And I think that Tyler Cockchung, who is a, uh, he's a scientist who, who's been interested in, in UFOs and especially the, the, uh, the uh, abduction phenomenon. He's, he's been interested in that, you know. 
up with a skeptical yet open-minded approach and think that, yeah, uh, Baini, yeah. So the, the project core is something that they are trying to put together in order, in order to, to, to gather uh, what could be very valuable data from uh, people who claim to have had the abduction uh, experience. Huh. Um, I can't say anything beyond that. You know, maybe we should have some of those guys uh, here on Gramerica <laughs> in the future, you know, uh, to, to explain it for us. But it seems, you know, uh, Greg Bishop mentioned it and he said that, you know, that he was uh, excited about it, you know. It really, he's, he, he thought that it was a, a very promising idea. So can you give us an idea about, about what kind of things they would uh, capture? I think they're trying to, to, to ask like um, left field questions uh, to abductees. You know, the kind of things that maybe the new phone questionnaire never, you know, bothers to, to bring up. Hmm. May, may I, I, I apologize. I, I should have studied this. Uh, in more in depth. No, no, no. I'll, I'll link to. I'll link up. to it. No, no, no. I'll link to it in the show notes, and we'll talk about it some other time. Maybe we will have them on. I was just curious because it's. I hadn't heard about it. So, hey, get yeah. Huh. Hey, so why don't we jump to Dave Zare's question then? This is kind of a fun one that maybe RPJ and uh, producer Joe can jump in on as well. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, so Dave Zare asked us how our opinions have changed over a hundred episodes. So, and I think this is something that we can kind of break down into a few different categories because you know we okay, we, we sure. that's the one thing that uh, I kind of like about the show the best is uh, that we've never really cornered ourselves into one genre. We always right from the beginning we allowed ourselves to go from here to there and sort of everywhere. So, yeah. So I suppose who where where do you want to start? Let's start with crop circles, or no? <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with Joey. Joey, you've been around for what, maybe fifty episodes, more than that. Yeah. Since since in and from the so, beginning, yeah. I guess, or I guess, yeah. Yeah, you started listening right at the beginning. Yeah, and then you so so you've listened to pretty well every show. You listened to all the pretty, interviews in pretty real close. Time. Yeah, I missed how have you, how has your outlook changed on anything in particular? Um. Well, I guess for starters, it'd be just the, um, I never, um, had much knowledge of sort of the healing and stuff that sort of, I guess Graham would more be into Mm. and, um, hearing a lot of the guests from them and even the one that I sat in on, especially when I had my worst back pain going on there a while back and there was the lady, the vibrational healer. uh, Patty Conklin. Yes. Yes. Mm. Sat in on that one and I even found that one to be, um, helpful for me. Cool. Anything else? Um, not particular, no. I haven't. I just sort of take it in as um, every episode in as a little bit of entertainment and try to learn a bit from everyone. But I don't. I wouldn't say my opinion has drastically changed on anything too much. I suppose some of our listeners might, that don't know Joey yet might remember him famously from the Psilocybus episode. <laughs> oh yeah! Right! Right! Yeah. 
Which we've committed to the sequel at 50 subscribers. We're halfway there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 25 more subscribers and you guys get the sequel. Uh, That's right. Allegedly. So just so people know, Darren and, and Joey are talking about that Grimericus psilocybus episode where... Enter the mushroom. Enter the mushroom, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, Red, how about you? Since you've been involved in Grimerica, anything changed for you as far as uh, your opinions on stuff? Other than yeah, Canadians? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. As a matter of fact, yes. Uh, you know, before getting involved with Grand America, I was uh, much more in line with the mainstream views about uh, climate change. You know, I, I was pretty convinced that uh, climate change was mainly driven by, you know, uh, and uh, anthropocentric activity, you know, the the, the work of uh, of of mankind. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys have had a few uh, guests on the show, you know, particularly uh, the last guy, the guy who has his own uh, solar solar uh, observatory. Uh, yeah, Ben Davidson. Yeah. Okay, Ben Davidson, and also Randall Carlson, you know, who have forced me to to, to question uh, this position. You know, now I'm much more open to the idea that, yes, uh, climate change is real. I'm still thinking that uh, the world is getting warmer, but uh, we uh, we may need to learn more about the role the sun and other uh, natural factors have in this uh, process. It may be very well be that we are just uh, uh, contributing a, a smaller, uh, a smaller factor in the whole scheme, but we are nevertheless uh, 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 putting a bit of imbalance in this very del- delicate uh, natural system. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, I totally get it. That's a huge breakthrough. That's a good one. Yeah, that's I a mean, good I, one. No, it's good to hear, Red, because I yeah. remember we were talking about that. Sure, and I'm not. I'm still skeptical about all these ideas that we are, in fact, instead of going to a, to, to a phase of global warming, that we are, in fact, going through a phase of a new and another mini ice age. Because I think that is something a bit more simplistic. I think that. Uh, in the 70s, when, when uh, scientists were talking about that we were heading probably for another ice age, we, we still had a lot to learn about the role of... Uh, 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 Chemtrails? <laughs> no, man, I'm talking about currents. I know, you know? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, ocean currents and the way they, 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 they play a factor in, in, in how uh, warmth is uh, tra- circulated a- across the globe. So uh, that's why I, I, I still think that uh, we need to be more mindful and uh, we can't go with the people who say, okay, you know, the science is 100% settled. I, I, I don't believe that science is never 100% settled about anything. So we need to be a, a little more humble, uh, a little more open-minded uh, <laughs> and, 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 and try to, to learn as much as we can possibly can about uh, our, our star, our home star, the sun, and how 
uh, it it contributes to to our current uh, phase of uh, of climate change. Yeah, no, I like it. That's good. Okay, that's definitely. I mean, I was pretty skeptical about climate change coming into the podcast, but uh, even I never really cared, though. I didn't care to debate it or anything, though. But if it, you know, ever came up, I was like, yeah, I don't know. But uh, for, for it's me, definitely reinforced that skepticism. For me, that's been the biggest. Mind you, we should have a pro guy on, I guess, at some point. Yeah, yeah, sure. It would be the right thing to do in order to to maintain a. We've I, had I, we've I had balance. we've had pro guys on, but they just haven't been about that. But they've definitely been pushing. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The guy who was talking about uh, can't remember his shtick. Yeah, uh, uh, the Trend. double, the double, the super double, civilization. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about you, Graham? Well, for me, I just want to stick on that climate change thing for a bit because what I've realized is that that is like a mainstream meme for sure. That's a global phenomenon, and it's the most polarized topic. I think that you know, I, I I was thinking about polarized topics like UFOs and all this like 14 phenomena versus the skeptics and religion and science and all these polarizations, but. This one that's just pervading the mainstream has been so far apart. Like the, the sides are so far apart, it seems to me. Like I, I don't know where this is going to go, and it's uh, super interesting to follow in a way. Like what what is going to happen? What if we go into a fucking freeze? Right? Then what? What is all the global warming people say? Right? And what if if we well, don't? Does that mean we're going to start geoengineering? They've already like, abandoned disguise? global I mean, warming though and switched it to no, climate change. Not really. No, no, not really. It's, fa- it's phasing out for sure. It might take a generation. No, because they're trying to say that 2014 was the hottest year on record, and that that's yeah, not that's, even that's, that's not the, even the, true though. When we you look do at a global what NASA warming round table, say, we should get like sure, Easterbrook I, I, and fucking Carlson, and then some pro guy, and just let I him go at it. I think the problem that we're seeing is that we are seeing. Maybe not an increase in surface temperatures, but uh, uh, the ice is still melting on the polar regions. That's yeah. okay. I live a fucking mile above. I don't know. Level. Is it melting in the polar regions, or is it only melting on one and freezing more on the other? Isn't there some sort I don't know, of? That now they're saying it's one sea ice and one's land ice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're talking about land ice. Which is the the one that is shrinking and the uh, and the sea ice that is one one that, that is uh, expanding. Which but I don't think the debate sense. the debate of the show has never been that the climate is changing. It's been you know what's causing it because maybe it's more we should be figuring instead of trying to fucking figure out how we can make money on it or you know whatever else maybe we should start yeah, figuring no, out I'm not, yeah, how the, we're gonna the, stay the warm if uh, we end up as a fucking carbon, snowball or yeah, something. The, the carbon trade uh, trading or swapping, you know, which was, you know, uh, a very stupid idea from the outset. I mean, if, I think that even Al Gore, who was in Davos uh, a, a few weeks ago, he said that even if we stopped all uh, fossil fuel uh, burning all across the world, you know, it, it, it will still, you know, in 25 years, you won't, you, you would only like reduce. Uh, by half the 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 amount of uh, the, of uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere or something like that you know and ov- obviously uh, you know we can doing something like that is you know out of the question you know we just can't you know we're still very much uh, addicted to fossil fuels 
Yeah, it would take decades to phase out. Yeah. Even if the free energy or whatever new energy comes out tomorrow, it's going to take, you know, by the time the third world gets that shit, it'll probably be a century. Yeah, and I don't know. To me, I'm a designer, man. I don't believe in free lunches, you know. There's something, whenever you have something, you always lose uh, something in return. You know, it's, it's just the way of nature. So, you know, these ideas, the, the things that people like Stephen Greer or Stephen Bassett talk about, oh, yes, because the government has the plans for free energy. I don't believe that for a second. That's on my topic list for the future. I, 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 I listened to Bassett. You know, he was interviewed by Jim Harrell of the Paranormal Podcast. You know, he had in... You know, and he said that, uh, that he believed that you know the, the, the lower prices of oil was one fa- uh, telltale sign that disclosure was coming. I was like, really? Oh. Yeah, that's different than saying that you don't think that free energy has been suppressed or, or taken from uh, corporations or governments over the last hundred years. I want to do a show on free energy because we. Uh, I've been in touch with some people, and it's. I think it's a fascinating topic. So many shows, so little time. It's true. It's overwhelming. Yes, actually, that is so true. It's overwhelming. Yeah. There's so much. Now we're now we have a problem where it's hard to figure out which ones we can squeeze in. Really, we could do. Now I know why Kyle and them started doing extra episodes of expanded perspectives because you can easily do more than one a week. Not not not. not I, I'm not talking of, like taking off a lot of subscribers before we could quit our jobs and have time to do another episode yeah yeah i'm not yeah. talking easy as far as like logistics i'm talking easy as far as like the amount of content and interesting people are to talk oh to yeah like there. if you had the time you could do a show every day yeah there's like, so many people like yeah. we've got the list on the wall that we haven't even worked off of yeah. for like fucking three months we're just <laughs> not even using it we haven't even touched it yeah mm-hmm. there's another 200 people there that's fucking four years yeah but so myself, I don't know. I've had a couple, a couple tweaks of different things, different outlooks, like the crop circle. What I'll get into that after, but um, mainly, definitely at the outset of the show, I probably thought I would come out being more, even more skeptical of things. Like I think I'd be easier after talking to people to debunk things, maybe myself or not. I don't want to say debunk because I'm not a debunker or anything like that. But you know what I mean? Like kind of solidify yeah. my position as, I don't know. I don't know what the, the word healthy is. healthy skeptic kind of? Yeah. Yeah. But I've definitely, I'd say two years or whatever we are later, 100 shows later, I'm definitely more open to everything. Like definitely, especially like meditation and things like that being big powerful tools like i wouldn't even have thought thought of that a few years ago but now i can definitely see the power and all sorts of different things maybe in healing i would you know i'm not quite there on some of the healing stuff but i've definitely give it more of you know a light of day after that little series on mm-hmm. huh. like the actual fortean shit though which i guess is when we first started the show that's what we figured we were going to focus on but we got away from that pretty quick but i mean like nothing's changed as far as ufos or sasquatch or anything like that like that's still where it was it's more of i guess a general outlook on consciousness in the universe that's evolved quite a bit what about ancient aliens you know yeah, the, last, the last time i the first time i met you you know i think that it, it was one of your main interests in the 14 field i was going to mention that actually as far as uh, my change would probably be 
more about uh, realizing that there's more about us being advanced as humans in the past as far as mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of being influenced by aliens like i, I kind of lean more towards that now and and realizing that there is evidence like gobekli tepe and all these other ones all around the globe like for me i'm i think i'm realizing that uh there's going to be evidence coming out that we were around in, in an advanced way before the ice age or during the ice age so that's kind of where i'm leaning towards that but i was also going to mention yeah also going to mention about uh, for UFOs and stuff for me, like talking about um, the community in general. I knew it was uh, segregated in a way, but I think it's it's even more polarized and segregated than I thought. Like you know, you brought up Stephen Greer uh, again, Red, and and we talked to to Terry Ray about the orange orbs. Like there's there's things that are going on, but as soon as you, you throw an ET hypothesis on anything, it's ignored by some of the community, half the community. Like, there's half the community that, uh, you know, keeps talking about ET and half the community that's avoiding it like the plague. And, and uh, you know, I, we talked about that video. Like, Stephen Greer's – and I'm not, I'm not, like, a proponent of this necessarily. Like, I'm a fan of CSETI. Like, I am. I want to go out and try the protocols. But – I don't know if it's ET or not for sure. I'm not I'm not an ET proponent, but when you look at some of the evidence, the thousands and thousands of cases, it's kind of hard to ignore that hypothesis still. So I'm sure. I'm still in the middle, but I'm surprised at how separate the community is. So Terry Ray comes out with this book. He does all kinds of research and it's kind of I think it's kind of been ignored by the community. And then Stephen Greer has been taking videos and pictures of his CE5 expeditions. I sent you guys another one there. Like, there's some pretty fucking weird shit going on there. Sure, sure, sure. You can't really ignore it, but the community does. They just fucking, because it's Greer, they want to ignore whatever kind of evidence he comes up with. Richard? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that's kind of, I'm, I'm oh. kind of realizing how, Look. how fucking uh, deep yeah, this, this is. Look. My problem with Greer, my problem with Bassett, is the problem that I have with all fundamentalists. The guys are already reached a conclusion, and that's the only conclusion that they are willing to entertain. You know, that the, that video that you sent, sent us uh, uh, via email. You know, what is what does uh, does it say? On, on the explanation. Oh, look, the two spaceships that appear when we were at Lake Barrow or whatever. Yeah, but you can't know? you understand really? how he came up with that? That like, like look at the the way they've they've gone about their protocols and the contact. Like, sure, you could say, oh, it's maybe interdimensional or it's uh, maybe it's even some black ops thing that they're fucking throwing it at them. Like, who knows really what it is? But I mean, isn't after all they've been through, don't you think that ET hypothesis is the easiest explanation, the simplest? No. What would no? Be the, because no? you leave you leave a, a you leave out a lot of things that are still part of the UFO enigma. I right. mean, for example, the idea that uh, people who have. Uh, ET experiences and they also experience things like poltergeist phenomena or maybe the abductees who, who see that inside the craft, you know, along with the greys, they see dead relatives, you know. I mean, Whitley Strieber himself, you know, who, who has never used the term extraterrestrial, he keeps referring to them as the visitors, you know. Yeah, yeah. He and his wife came to the conclusion that this phenomenon seems to be 
more about what happens to humans after death than about you know spaceships with with uh, astronauts coming to visit us. And I think that that seems to me uh, a more valid explanation that than you know the ET hypothesis, which seems to be you know it just. It, 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 it doesn't cut it. When you look at how big and how enigmatic and how just, you know, batshit crazy <laughs> the UFO phenomenon really is, you know. If, if it had been something as easy as, oh, well, visitors from Mars, I'm sure that uh, the governments of the world would have, you know, acknowledged it and acknowledged it by now, you know. But it just doesn't, doesn't seem to be the case. Huh. Take for example the idea. You what? Uh, let's let's talk about your own UFO sighting in Israel. What you you saw at Dodecahedron, right? Yeah. And then you see people who saw what you know, maybe something like a, a disc, or maybe something see something like an egg-shaped object, and other people see a cylinder. Other people see a diamond. Other people see. Uh, 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 other other shapes, you know, triangles or or whatever, squares, you know. People have seen, you know, flying buildings, you know. It just doesn't make sense. If you think of it from the point of view of maybe one or several civilizations visiting uh, uh, us, you know, what you're going to tell me, telling me now that each alien builds his own, you know, spaceship on his garage, <laughs> you know, on, on his planet, and then yeah. things were right, you know. You know, everybody modes Fuck yeah. their, their UFO, you know, you know, according to their tastes. <sighs> or, or maybe there's, like Greg Bishop says, there's some level of co-creation, and the UFO is something of a projection that is partly generated by, by the expectations of the observer. Yeah, I totally – I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I, I'm i not sold on the ET thing. For the most part, I think it's uh, one of many different explanations. But what I'm trying to ask is uh, can't you see where or how Terry Ray and Stephen Greer come to these conclusions just using those two an example, as an example? Like, Yeah, but the problem is that they, they – uh Leave out a, uh, a big, ch- big chunk of the of the phenomenon. For, take for example Greer, who 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 doesn't believe that uh, that uh, benevolent his benevolent aliens could could be involved with uh, uh, with abductions, and he thinks that the only abductions that that are really happening are uh, my labs and are conducted by the government in order to discredit the aliens. Yeah, yeah, okay. So right. please give me a fucking break. <laughs> X-Files scenario. There you have it. Yeah. So uh, what and else? I, and I think that crop circles, I've solidified oh, yeah, my stance that crop circles are not uh, made by anything other than humans. Yeah, but that's the, that means that they and, are even more enigmatic that, than we used to think. You know? They're not just, you know, graffiti made by Bohr or the space aliens. There seem to be something, uh, they are magic sigils that cre- are created by these uh, anonymous uh, artists and they those guys are part of uh, or, or something much much more transcendent than uh, than than we use than than what the crop circle researchers 
give them we give them credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. truly fascinating. I, I would love to visit one of those. Yeah, my ones. opinion. We'll come up here this summer. You can <laughs> knock off two birds with one stone. You can help me make my crop circle <laughs> and visit Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you know in the news, you know, Mexican immigrant, you know, cut. Red-handed, you know, the facing uh, <laughs> of a Canadian board. With a big board. So I yeah. think we'll, we'll take another quick break, but before we do that, and then after the break, we're going to jump on with Justin for a bit. Okay, sounds good. Sure. But um, before we do that, uh, how about all four of us favorite episode? Oh, that's not before oh, or after. Man. Give us some time to think about it. Yeah. We'll do that after. Because yeah, I, really ha- I don't really have one. That's a, that's a fucking no. super hard yeah. question. Yeah, really? yeah. totally yeah. agree. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, lots of activity in the chat room tonight. I know, it's like it. awesome. So, well, uh, okay, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Gitmo, this one's for you, buddy. Pop it, like a wheelie shit. I'm up on your mind, feeling pretty good. Don't stop it. Bitch, you in my way. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. back cool i forgot to oh yeah rpj so what uh, who wants to go first i'll pick joey (laughs) (laughs) um well definitely the favorite one doing was the psilocybus one of course and even listening (laughs) back on it for second and third time was pretty awesome um I had a lot of fun uh, actually sitting in with um, Adam Gorightly. That was a pretty f- good one. And, um, but yeah, no, aside from that, that was pretty much it for me. Red? 
oh man, I was just trying to see a few of my favorite ones, you know. Um, well, definitely the one with uh, with the crop circle artist Matthew Williams was was uh, very very interesting, you know. Also, uh, this guy Robert Wagoner, you know, the the, the lucid dreaming guy, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very interested in, in lucid dreams because I have I have experienced them uh, once in a while. Obviously, Randall Carlson is an all-time favorite. You know, I mean, the guy is just you know, he, he's uh, whenever he, he 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 is on on a show, you know, he is bound to to melt your mind with a, a shitstorm or facts and information. Uh, Grant Cameron, all, uh, an, an all-time favorite of mine as well. You know, he is one of the 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 ufologists I respect the most. Right now, you know, he because he had the courage to 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 go from the traditional e, ETH nuts and bolts approach to 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 be open to a more, you know, uh, uh, consciousness-centered uh, uh, avenue, which I think is like the right the right right approach to take in order to really in, in understand the phenomenon. Dennis McKenna was also a very a fun one. You know, uh, Alex, Alex Akiris from Skepticos, also, you know, a favorite of mine. You know, I'm a huge fan of, of Alex and, and, and his Skeptical podcast. And I, I was trying to remember the number, the, the name of this guy, the Peruvian shaman that you guys had. Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, well, that was also a very, very interesting show. Highly recommended, you know. A very, uh, he had a very interesting life journey, you know. And, and uh, you know, it really kind of like uh, opened uh, opened me up to 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 how you know a lot of people have go through a very you know arduous journey. You know, sometimes you know uh, life doesn't doesn't put you on an easy path. Maybe that there's a point to that. You know, and it seems that that was the case with with Oscar. You know, and how he became a, a shaman. Yeah, Don Oscar Miro Casada. Yeah. yeah, okay, that was a fun one. What about you, yeah, Dan? Oh, you go. I'm last, oh, buddy. Man, well, I honestly I hate to say this, but RPJ took my top five like right out of it. <laughs> like, obviously, we have the same taste in in something there, Red, because I was going to yeah. say those exact ones. So, but I mean, I, I there's some there's some underrated. I could talk about a couple that were underrated for me that were way better than I thought they would be, or in a okay. way, right? Like, da- I like David Matheson. That was a that was a really fun one. Terry Ray about the orange orbs, another one that I liked. Um, so I'm going to stay away from all the ones that Red said that I also like as my favorites. And then I like some of the uh, the Monroe Institute guys like Joseph Gallenberger and yeah, those, those uh, and Paul Elder. Um, yeah. It seems like people that have taught at the Monroe Institute or that are uh, proponents of the teachings of the Monroe Institute seem pretty open-minded about all kinds of stuff. It's pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, Dave Matheson was one that I uh, didn't know a lot about going in and definitely made my list of favorites right off the bat. Um, obviously, Randall Carlson. And I want to say Renee and Tamara, too, from One Great Year, because they're both fucking rocked. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, obviously, Randall Carlson, especially the first one, was a mind-blower. Jim Elvidge, Digital Universe, still fucks with me. 
mm-hmm. um, haunts me, you could say. Uh, yeah, and all the all the the special uh, uh, podcasts that we all recorded during the Paradigm Symposium, you know, those, those were particularly fun for me because I was able to join you guys, you know, on our uh, makeshift studio, right, on the on the women's club in Minneapolis, you know. So we were able to see uh, us face to face, you know, interact with with the guests, you know, which I think that. Uh, conduct conduce to a, a more dynamic uh, discussion. Totally, I, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I would say Skeptico, Alex Karras, and Grant Cameron are right up there too. And uh, you know what? Other one was really fun because it was just a really fun conversation. Was um, oh, what's his name now? I was just looking for it. The guy with the. Uh, there was one I had in mind recently, or that just popped into my head too, and that was uh, David. Dave Ridley. McGowan. <laughs> Dave McGowan, the uh, what is it, Laurel Canyon? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting too. And then there's a couple other ones that I couldn't think of the name of, but I've got a couple that are favorites for me, not for the content really, but just for the you know the way the music worked out and the. The editing part the ed- of that? Yeah, just the editing artisticness yeah, of it. a couple of those are really good, yeah. All right, so should we patch I in? I think Justin's here, so he oh, might as well chime geez. in. Jeez. How we doing, guys? Hey, buddy. Good. How you hey, doing, man? Hey, RBJ. Finally nice to meet you. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Je- Justin, uh, a.k.a. Fortia Mind, is uh, responsible for our newsletter. Thanks for your help on that. And he's been a, a listener for a while, and we keep in touch, and he helps us out with all kinds of stuff. So thanks for uh, joining us. Hey, thanks for yeah, having Silla me. Silasiba seems to be a favorite in the chat room. Yeah. What about? Do you have any favorites while the we're on that? The lucid dreaming one was fun too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin, <laughs> uh, favorite episodes? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like both of the the Robert Sullivan uh, episodes that you guys did the the Royal Arc of Enoch and the Cinema Symbolism. Mm. Like those ones, I could like listen to a couple times over and still. Still have some questions. Uh, the ones you guys did with uh, John Perkins, the economic hitman, was a good one. Yeah. Uh, some oh, of the yeah. stuff that he said just, like, you know, shocked. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just actually someone admitting to doing the things that he did, and it's just like, wow, that's that's the world, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Randall Carson is uh, – actually, Darren got me uh, listening to Hardcore History. And, uh, yeah, oh, that one Carlin. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Dan Carlin. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I call you Jared for the first six months. It's true, you, know, you did. Another one I missed in my list, you know, the, the the chat we had with Chris Ryan, you know, from, from Tangentially Speaking and Sex at Dawn. That was uh, very fun, you know, the, the chance to, to, to speak with him, you know, after listening to all his podcasts, you know, listening on his appearances with Joe Rogan, you know, I, I have a, a huge admiration for the guy and I can't wait to, to finally be able to read his, his book, Civilized to Death, that hopefully will be released this year. Now, now that Justin's here too, I want to talk about something else I learned during Shooting our Bigfoot. first. Yeah, fuck man, people are trying to kill Bigfoot. Nice. <laughs> I'm ready for it. No. Darren, Take the shot, Darren, man. Darren, Boom. Darren, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, what are you? 
What do you think, Grab? Has your opinion changed on taking the shot? No, man. Don't oh. kill Bigfoot. Fuck. Let's tranquilize him. Like There's no it. excuse for not having a tranquilizer gun with you if you're going to you carry a rifle a around. Fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, there's yeah. issues with tranquilizer. There are issues with that. Yeah. Why? Are, Why? Well, because you need you to know, know the exact much, dosage yeah. of oh, whatever drug on. you're using. You I mean, you could some, overdose. Yeah. No, you yeah, could exactly. fucking yeah, wing it. Then you put big foot through pain. Just uh, well, one right between the eyes. All right, Graham. Plus, the average this. hunter doesn't have a fucking trank gun on him. He's got a D- gun. You buy a tr- foot, if you're going to hunt Bigfoot, it should be a law. You have to have a tranquilizer gun. You take him down, easy rage mode. You take him down, and you... We support you. No. Picture this scenario, okay? You and me are out squatching, okay? We each have dart guns. We see our big hairy friend shuffle through some brush right out in front of us. Perfect shot. We don't know the dosage for the right trank to put him under. We shoot him. It's not enough. It's only enough to make him drowsy. What's that? A cliff up ahead? Goodbye, dead Bigfoot. So either, we get our either that away. or worse yet, he like goes mean, down good, for five understand. minutes, Goodbye, and then big... you're like tying him up, and he gets up and rips you to shreds. Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah. If he's not enough to to, and it's just you know he's drowsy, he's groggy, his his perception's off, and there's a cliff that's up ahead, then he's gonna fall and hurt himself even worse. No, oh, so see, shoot him. No, that's that's the, you, now you're just now you're drawing long bows here. Trying no, to man. trying to think, there's a cliff around and stuff. All right, well, it so have to be a cliff. it could be a stream, a rushing water, oh. something that he's trying to escape. I mean, that's just one of the scenarios. No, like Git- Gitmo says, he says if you kill Bigfoot with a trank, or uh, you know, or uh, indirectly through a tranquilizer. Oh well, at least you tried. Yeah, well like, then Dave there's still there no says excuse, kill you know? it. So obviously the jury's not in. I just don't think you should be. If you got an, if you're gonna walk around with a rifle trying to kill Bigfoot, you might as well have a tranquilizer gun on you and just try and tranquilize him instead. I, I'm not saying that I would be willing to take the shot, but if there's someone out there that has a shot, I'm just saying take I'll it. Take it. Really? And you there, think so, yeah. Justin? Are, really? And there hey, are no, many tales. Of I would love who to have to have had Bigfoot in their sights and they just couldn't uh, couldn't pull the trigger. Because it, Cause it's weak. murder. Because yeah, they it's really murder. That it well, you got to think it's war. <laughs> but oh, what? Man. What if you eat him afterward? <laughs> there you go. You'll use every part of the big. Then it's part. cannibalism. It's not cannibalism because it's not human. Hey, as an Indian, I can condone that. If you use every part of the Bigfoot, then you're <laughs> That's okay. Right. We're gonna have a bunch of be- of Bigfoot jerky, and and you'll be thankful because I hear it's delicious. Okay, well, Justin. Favorite episode. Let's go. No, oh, he. Ta- I think. Uh, oh, did he? Did he mention it? No, he did. Well, he talked about it already. I, I would have to say the Brian Brown Bigfoot episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. I just want an excuse to try out the Jeopardy. Jiggle. I know you did. You put me on the yeah. spot, but I think I handled it well. Yeah, you did, buddy. So, what about future episodes? Anything you want us to cover? Uh, not cover. Not cover like we're. You know, I mean, just talk about. I've got a list of stuff I want. to Yeah, talk you about. know, like topic wise, like I got. I might have a guest in mind for the topic because yeah let's do a do a ghost episode i mean oh yeah you're in that realm i know you like you pushed off the bigfoot episode and you see it's been over 101 episodes still no ghost episode i know that's fucking crazy hey eh? we should do one so who do you recommend it'd be good um, if we could get a ghost if you could get a ghost <laughs> if you could get harry houdini spirit in here <laughs> your guys's ratings would go through the roof do you want to do a seance and to get a ghost, no, Darren? No is, that, is that are you willing to go that far in Grand America, buddy? At your place? Oh, 
You, what, you think it's going to be attached? <laughs> you think it's going to be attached to the carpeted room here? How about I'll Skype into you doing a Ouija at home? <laughs> oh, oh. It can travel through Skype, buddy. I don't There's play people with things doing I don't exorcisms un- through Skype. So why not a séance? Exactly. I don't play with things I don't understand. <sighs> I, thought, I don't know. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a ghost one for sure. Yeah, we actually I tried to get a hold of uh, Chris uh, from the UK who was with Scotty <laughs> and John on the boat when we talked to him. Oh, that and, was a good uh, <laughs> That was a good episode too, actually. And uh, yeah, that one was a, a little them, over yeah. the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only episode I've ever when it was uploading. I'm like, he did I go too far? I actually think I might have. Really? Boats and hose and the other. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that could have turned. <laughs> no, I liked it. I, I laughed like the entire time. So what about chimatics? What about that vibration through sound? Have you guys ever looked into that at all? I, I've never heard it called that. Uh, chimatics? I yeah. I think that's I, how you pronounce it. I mean, I did that that post on infrasound and, and resonant sound. Uh, that's why I've heard it referred to as resonance, you know, sound causing vibration. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Is that like moving shit with sound? You know how Yeah, sound waves causing, causing vibration. And there's Living. patterns, right? They if you if you vibrate sound underneath like a a bowl of sand or whatever, right? It comes into geometric patterns and stuff like that. It's pretty. Oh yeah, like the things that Jonathan uh, West okay. show on, on on the part of them. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I missed that. But yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That... Was that good, RBJ? Or yeah, it was. It 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 was right up your alley. I like how you guys know me so well already. <laughs> okay. That's impressive. I can think of... Uh, uh, Tibetan uh, bowling. I could think of a whole list of, uh, of topics I could cover. What about... Like, okay, yeah, let's finish this thought first. Like near-death experiences, for example. Yeah. We've dipped our feet in that a little bit. What was the next one, Red? Uh, reincarnation, maybe. Yeah. yeah. How about, uh, you know... We, past we lives have, would be a good one. How about gay yeah, porn stars? <laughs> yeah, for example, you know, <laughs> I think that Conor Habib would be a fantastic guest for Great America in 2015. Also, cryptozoology, man. I think that we haven't uh, covered... Uh, cryptozoology as much as we should, you know. I mean, we've talked about Bigfoot yet. How about the Yeti? How about how about Nessie? You know, uh, Nessie used to be uh, a dear uh, a, a dear topic for me. You know, when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I remember reading, like, like just you know, that was like the book in my school library. You know, it was you know Nessie, and that's kind of what uh, what got me started down yeah. this paranormal road. You have a, was, you guys have a, a couple a, a lot of uh, monsters lake monsters in Canada. You know, there's Ogopogo in Lake Okinawa. Uh, Okinawa. Okinawa. Yeah. What's the uh, other one that lives down in the state, right on that? Uh, Champy. Champ. Champ. Yeah. Champ. And that's it. That's not no, a lot. there's it's also too- Manipogo, I think. Oh, Manny Pogo is just a what? fucking tourist thing. What's Manny Pogo? I've never heard. <laughs> Is that in Manitoba or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a get-rich-quick scheme. We could also cover the Shack Harbor UFO case, you know? 
That used to be one of my favorites. I actually talked to that Don Ledger, the guy who wrote the book about it a while back. But he was more interested in coming on about his new book, which was fiction. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. And then I never responded. Good job. Well, well, there's a lot of people who uh, touch upon that particular case. I want to do one on anomalous trauma. Anomalous trauma? What is that? (laughs) Well, people that have uh, trauma, PSD. But could be considered PTSD from anomalous events like shadow people, incubus, succubus, abductions, whatever. So not necessarily like physical trauma, like bruising, like on a ghost hunt and you got scratched and they came out of nowhere, not that, but like PTSD, like mental stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People that, mm-hmm. that are uh, – there's some people that are spe- starting to specialize in that now. I like to have them on. That seems to be like a pretty broad – uh, you know, yeah, it spectrum, is. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, I mean, I can, uh, you you can touch about, for example, maybe injuries produced uh, by a UFO by during a UFO sighting, and there's also you know the scars that are associated with the abduction phenomenon, and uh, you're talking about uh, trauma pr- produced by shadow people. Is that even possible? Is, are, are there any cases? Fuck yeah, I have. I know people personally. Oh yeah, of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had a, a somewhat what you call a shadow person experience. Yeah, would you consider yourself traumatized by that? Um, or or were you in any point of your life? Uh, I I want to say traumatized. I was definitely scared as hell every time it happened. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't say traumatized. Like I look back on it now and you think I'd be more into, you know, shadow person reports than Bigfoot, but mm. that's just kind of the way I leaned. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say traumatized. Like for me, I mean, I was young, but it was like, I remember telling myself <coughs> just as much as experiencing it that you're like, all right, Justin, this is your proof. Like, don't let anyone try to tell you that this doesn't exist. You know, this happens to you like every night. Like, you know, don't let anyone try to tell you that you don't know because, you know, but I wouldn't say traumatized. I think if anything, it kind of enlightened me to, you know, the reality of, of the other side. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. Good answer. Hmm. Mm, well, thank you. <laughs> there's a there's the whole incubus succubus thing that I think is pretty traumatic for people. So I kind of want to get into drill into that a little bit more. Are you or talking p- like pardon, pardon the pun? Sleep paralysis. <laughs> yeah, like the sleep paralysis, old the old hag. Well, yeah, but I I think that sleep paralysis and old hag are only part of that. I think there's another aspect of it that's more real. So sex with non-human entities. Uh pretty much. Isn't there Ram's bread and butter? He's like the <laughs> Captain Kirk of America. <laughs> Right Isn't there yeah. like a, a a cryptid that uh, supposedly uh, rapes men? I forget when uh, South America, the Ahul, I think it's called. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, They're like yeah, like the witnesses still talk about like you're not supposed to leave your bedroom window open at night, but it, like targets men, and uh, it's also a male. Apparently, I think it's the Ahul. I'm not Is positive. It- 
I think it's in Africa. It, no, nah, I think but it's a Latin it, country. No, are are we not talking about the Tokolosh? Ah, oh, that does sound familiar too. See, I'm not positive on the name. Mm. I guess I could Google it. Yeah, or maybe it I think I like that Tokolosh better. There are a few <laughs> Japanese yokai that are yeah, like you know, yeah, abusive of men. <laughs> So there's a couple other things I want to get into too, like archaeoacoustics, uh, inner earth, underground bases and tunnels. More oh yeah, sure. some more occult and, and magic stuff, uh, astrophysics, vaccines. astrobiology. We haven't talked about the vaccine that's thing a, yet. Oh that's man, a delicate yeah. one. Delicate that's ones a, are fun. Yeah. I'm 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 very critical of the anti-vax anti-vaccine movement. To be honest. You know, look what happened. Look what has just happened in, in, in America, you know, in Disneyland. It was a measles outbreak. What the hell is that noise? Oh, that's Justin looking up Google. No, Did that's not me. Are fucking punching keys with a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm nearsighted. I, I have to punch them in order to get the right keys. Yeah, ast- astral projection, get most says for sure. Yeah. I, I want to do past too. lives too. Yeah, for sure. I want to yeah. do that soon. Yeah. Last, yeah. Last well, maybe we get that guy in and we'll do like a, a real live regression. On I want to do something different in here too, like some some live stuff kind of. Nobody here. No, though. you don't want to do that. Like no. like a, I'll do a live reading. Look, we're like full. A, we're, at ca- astro- we're at capacity. Astrological right reading. I'll live do stuff in here. like that over Skype. Oh. Do me right now. Come on. No, not me. Oh, Jesus! I can't read a. Get a dollar book. for every time he said that, eh? Yeah, I was young and <laughs> need the money. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the spin. How about uh, low lights? Low lights are stuff that was just too out there. Low lights. Can I tell you my personal low light on on? Uh, not it's not a low light like that, but when I when I crammed and researched John Perkins so much that I had a really fucking weird experience interviewing him. I was yeah. very I was very disappointed in myself. That was weird. Mine was definitely deleting the five episodes, including yeah. <laughs> Randall Carlson. <laughs> yeah, do you want to apologize to the episode that we never found? <laughs> Martin Blank. Yeah. Sorry, Martin. Oh, man. Maybe there's a reason why people Maybe. didn't want to know about electronic, um, what would you call it, trauma. Interference. I still sleep with my phone in airplane mode. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I guess we could have redid it, but I just didn't want to go through all the steps of explaining to everyone what happened. It's the last yeah. episode phase there. That was the second episode yeah, well. that I was on that you lost. Oh, right. Oh, oh. That's, that's <laughs> any other one. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, when I found out. Are I'm you like, recording right now? Just me. It are you to, recording yeah. right now? Hopefully we're recording right now or it could be third I remember that the first time I deleted just his audio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone else is but mine. So. <laughs> On the passport. Yeah, the first passport. That's Justin's low light. <laughs> that, yep, both of them. At least you were able to cover the Brian Brown episode. That's right. Did that get deleted too and have to be recovered? So it was almost that, that every, was, every time, the, every time the, Justin yeah. came on the show, something terrible happened. Not yes. every time. Fucking I did a few shows with you. Now I'm nervous that something's going to happen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the intro to Randallsham, that came out okay. The last one that I was on with Pato, who's in the chat room. Hey, Pato. 
That one came out okay. So uh, you're in the clear. We're, we're 50 for 50. Sweet. So. Speaking about Pato, he just sent us a link on uh, The Nightmare is a Creepy Doc on Sleep Paralysis. The Nightmare is a Creepy Doc. Uh, can we get back to links in the chat room afterwards, Darren? Or? Sure. Like, uh, like next week, can we click on links and stuff like that? Like, Is it all saving there? Probably, eh? Oh, yeah. It saves the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Thanks for linking, everybody. Um Thanks for Lincoln. Lincoln. Thanks for Lincoln. <laughs> Hot Thanks Rod Lincoln. Listen. Thanks for listening. Is there much more to get into? No, I think we should probably start wrapping it up, eh, Darren? What do you think? Yeah. Before we do, we announced our money bomb winner already, Mr. Uh, shit. Larry Kays. But uh, we might as well go through and mention who contributed. Yeah, we want to thank all the all the maybe first all names the only. listeners and uh, people that donated to the show and helped out. Sorry, the money bomb that it, no longer. Sorry if no we let you exists. down by canceling the money bomb. Oh, <laughs> so, so you wanna, I've already explained it the, the 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 end of the money bomb. Yeah, we went through yeah. it already. So we want to thank. Yeah. As soon as I'm done here, I'm canceling my subscription. Oh, so thanks, that's okay. Justin. <laughs> if you want, I can. If you want, I can refund your uh, this month's payment. No, I guess. I guess I'll just keep it. So it's we want to thank, uh, yeah, Pato, Nikki Benefield, Melissa, Lane, David Z, or Zed, as we say, Justin, of course, who helps out also with the newsletter, Jason and John C, our buddy Gitmo Yoho. Mark C. Take back the farm. Yeah, I don't know his real name. <laughs> that's, a, that's what comes through on PayPal. Carol B. Who's this? Is that Jeff? Yeah, it's Cousin Jeff. Cousin Jeff. And this is Uncle Dave. Who's this? Elijah? Stuart James. Yeah, Elijah. I think that's how you say it. Of course, Todd J. Always, always, he's a subscriber. Mark H. Paul H. Daniel W. Delina. Oh. Tony V. Charity. Kurt Van Debia. Joe D. Mike Mike N. And Joel V. Wayne D. Wayne Darnell, our buddy. Alex DeCaris. And Doug S. Paul N. Adam. And Tim S. And that's all yours? You read all yours? Perfect. Yeah, thanks. I didn't count them, but yeah, that's a lot of uh, help. We appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks to everybody for supporting our value for value model. Yeah, we don't have any ads or no corporate sponsorships. Hopefully, now that we're not giving uh, giving away money anymore, we won't see a drop off in donations or subscriptions. Hopefully, it'll go up. Yeah, hopefully. Remember, twenty five more, and then uh, you get your Psilocybus sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends about this show. Uh, I'll push it in the newsletter. Perfect. Make this happen. The good old newsletter. <laughs> yeah, no, things have been looking up. January this year started off great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, record numbers in January. So thanks for yeah. listening and, and, and uh, uh, telling people. Like we always say, uh, um, a lot of you can't support the show financially. A lot of you send us links, you send us art, you send us, you know, some people send us music. All sorts of different ways you can help us Reviews. out. Review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. That helps. Uh, only takes a few minutes. And But, uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, the number one way you can support the show Spam ground. is telling other people <laughs> about it. Because we don't have any advertising. Like, we, uh, we, pr- we support the No Agenda show once in a while and get a mention on there and out to that audience. But, I mean, other than that, there's really no other avenue for us for any advertising other than you guys telling other people listen or spreading the word wherever you uh, live online yeah i guess if, if people have any ideas on how we can get the word out too they can send them in 
Yeah, and uh, exciting news, of course, look for the launch of the new website. Uh, I'm told it should be this week, so in the next week or so, we should see Grey America 3.0, courtesy of Darnell Digital Inc. Thanks for a good 101 episodes there, buddy. Yeah, 101 Enjoy. episodes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, support the show, and uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking around for 100 episodes, and here's to 100 more. Awesome. And uh, maybe I'll just play some, uh, I think I played all my music. We could go with this one. This one's always a getter. Uh, Is it it the Macarena? Don't do the Macarena, Darren. I don't know if it's working. It's like I broke it. Blame Joe. (laughs) Oh, that's the first time you've ever called him Joe. Yeah, I know. There it is. It's, it's episode 101. I figured it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. Uh, thanks, RPJ, Justin, Jared, everybody for joining us in the chat room. My pleasure, guys. We forgive you, Gitmo. I gotta let the music play out on the recording. (laughs)